0: This is Naoki Yoshida. This
1: is Fern Hall. And you are listening
0: to Aetherite Radio. The
1: Aetherite Radio. Here we go. Hello and welcome to Aetherite Radio, Gamerscape's Final Fantasy XIV podcast. I'm Fusion X. Joining me today, we have Zenidra. Hi. We have Aldino. Hello. We have Rook. Hello and we have bill a hey. I realized my head was like swinging like because of like how my cams are set up probably yeah. not how the show cams are so it's probably like we have these people and I'm like looking the opposite direction I think that would be better really just just like, Mr. On their toes. <laughs> just Mr. Yeah. Magoo the whole thing I don't know where anybody is in this general area oh yeah. man uh so today uh we're going to talk about role playing in the final fantasy 14 community um rook earlier this week set up a survey uh where she asked some people to answer some questions for us or we're going to be going over those answers uh in just a few minutes but first we got some news uh final fantasy 14 is going to pax australia and game city vienna uh, i haven't actually heard of game city vienna no. before uh, I've heard of uh, what's the Paris week is that the other what was the yes there? I think so
2: mm-hmm. I
1: think that's yeah. that was what it was called uh, but yeah this is new to me I don't know if this is the first time they've done this if this is a recurring thing and they're just mm-hmm. going for this year anyway uh, PAX Australia October 11th through the 13th uh, if you go there you can do uh, E1 fight some Eden Prime and get an mm-hmm. I beat Eden t-shirt which I I'm want that super shirt. Ju- right? right? I want that shirt so bad
3: <laughs> I know <laughs> Uh, Eventually. Know, like,
1: yeah. <laughs> one of these days. Well, or not. You know, who knows? Yeah. Just...
3: <laughs> or never.
1: Yeah. Or never. Uh, they're also going to have uh, the Sprout Corner uh, where you can get a copy of the Final Fantasy XIV Starter Edition. Mm-hmm. Um, and then over at Game City Vienna, October 18th through the 20th, uh, you'll be able to get Innocence and Titania shirts. Um, and they will also have the Sprout Corner there as well. That's a really cool. I'm glad they're doing that. Yeah, you know that the game is in a really good spot when they're like, "You want like the base version of the game? Here it is. Just, <laughs> just take it. That's On a nifty like USB. <laughs> um, furniture design contest is coming up. Um, you can enter your stuff right now. The deadline is October seventh at seven fifty nine a.m. Pacific time. So if you go to enter at October seventh at eight a.m. Pacific time, you're too late. You missed it. So get those entries in. Uh, 100 winners will be picked to receive the Strife Hair. So if you like glamours and you like the uh, if you like changing your hair a lot, or you mm-hmm. just really want that Strife Hair, which a lot of people do, come I'm up sure. with some furniture. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, and last but not least, we have the Moogle Treasure Tove has returned. Um, Very will... quickly.
0: Yeah.
1: Yeah. yeah. Um, September 30th until the launch of 5.1. Um, they've adjusted the tombstone rewards.
2: Yay! Uh, you'll
1: get a whopping 10 for MSQ dungeons. I think wow. uh, that's Praetorium. I think Meridianum is nine. Seven. Oh, Seven? Is it? it was yeah. one One was higher than the other by like right. one. Yeah. Or two. Yeah. The, the longer the one is makes higher. Sense. Yeah. Either way, much, 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 much better than when they first yeah. did this. Um, and these all also—they uh, are different tombstones than the previous event, so you can't reuse your old ones. Mm. Um, new oh. rewards. Yeah.
3: Isn't <laughs> <laughs> so just like? Why am yeah. I that? Mean, uh, to, <laughs>
0: to be honest, I—I I got one accidentally, so I have one. Yeah. Uh, I didn't
1: mean to run this. Done, you know.
0: Yeah. It, <laughs> I, but it has been data mined and,
1: and confirmed. It is a different, different uh, tombstone. It just altogether.
0: seems a shame, I guess.
1: Yeah. For anybody yeah. who
0: might have been saving them, um, I'm not heartbroken.
1: New yeah. new reward items are going to be the the Mamashiba earrings, if you want your little doggos hanging from your ears, and yep. uh, you'll be able to also get the uh, Falcon promotional mount that they had back in uh, Stormblood when they got rid of veteran um, rewards. Right. Um, I I love that they increased the amount that you get from dungeons. I am not happy that they also didn't bring back the Namazu earring as a way of apology, because <laughs> I didn't have time to run like. 30 plus MSQ dungeons to get that oh. damn thing when this thing first kicked <laughs> off. That was ridiculous. Wow. Um, so, hopefully, we see that again at some Watch point. Maybe. Two years from now. Yeah. yeah. Pro- probably, probably. $5. Right. <laughs> yeah. <sighs> probably. <laughs> um, so, there you go. That's up now, uh, starting mm-hmm. September 30th. Um, and so, uh, with that, we are going to move into our discussion of roleplay um, and Rook. Take it away.
3: Let's do this. So, role play in Final Fantasy XIV. It's a topic that I think a lot of the community encounters. I mean, you'll see people talking about it all over. And then of course, with some of our big data center restructurings that we've had, and Crystal being the glorified RP data center now here on NA, there's been so much discussion about this. So as we were looking to try and put together some thoughts on something to do for this week, it really kind of stood out. Why don't we reach out to the community and see what is the general lowdown of RP? What's it like for people who are in it? What's it like for people who maybe don't know uh, or have never been a part of it? Uh, what can you expect from the community? And what might be some misconceptions? What might be some sort of uh, hidden truths, I guess, about roleplay? Mm. For anybody who might not know, just a little, a little touch base. If you are going, I have no idea what roleplay is. I'm brand new. What is it? Please explain. Please explain to me. Um, role play—it's also known as RP in Final Fantasy XIV. You'll see that abbreviated all over the world uh, in all sorts of different games. But uh, RP essentially is the act of sort of forming a character, giving them an identity, backstory, history, acting out the role of that character in a gaming world, or even in things like Dungeons and Dragons, where maybe you're doing some live RP, um, and then collaborating with others to sort of bring scenarios or dramatic events to life. So the idea that we're sort of creating stories, we're creating narrative, and we're using these characters that we have to all together in real time sort of make this story um, collaboratively. So in Final Fantasy Fourteen and in the community surrounding it, you're going to see it in a lot of different ways. So in-game writing, you might be walking through someplace and see somebody typing out this poetic long thing about how their character stands dramatically beneath the spotlight or whatever it is. That's RP. That's a story that's going on. Somebody may have even accidentally done a mistell. You never know. Uh, <laughs> events. So there are in-game events. And this can range from anything from the big Blitzball event that happened on Balmong, which was super cool if anybody missed it, where yeah. all these teams came together and then used essentially like tabletop systems to roll out the actions and put that rng element in and compete in this huge sort of event it's really cool and everybody came together collaboratively for it um, emotes as well you can use emotes to do everything from theater shows like we see um in a few different groups to mm-hmm. even just using them to pepper throughout to sort of enhance your experience as characters in the game discord tumblr forums tabletop there's actually a final fantasy 14 dnd uh, manual that came out. So there's all sorts of ways that people bring their characters to life in different settings. Um, but we'll talk a lot about in game today. So, with that that's in what mind, we do in game. In game. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but a question how many of our hosts here on Aetherite Radio have RP'd before? Yep. Sunidra raises her hand. Mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> that's two of us. <laughs> now
3: yep. if you don't know, as well
0: <laughs> it's like oh no you're calling me out oh that's three three <laughs> you
4: know i have people that just kind of approach me with my name and they assume that i do but most of the time it was hey i loved you in ghostbusters or zombie land or garfield I was, or <laughs> I was
1: just about to make a zombie land reference yeah. i get
4: that all the time like multiple <laughs> times a day when i go into like duty finder or just out doing hunts like just and i'm just like hey thanks for watching appreciate it so i you know i I just i just get that so i don't know i just i just play along with them because i guess that makes me a notable person i don't know
3: bill i have to ask you and if anybody doesn't know bill murray in final fantasy 14 uh bill does your character look like bill murray in game
4: no i can't uh make him do that (laughs) although i did make a fallout 4 character that looked like him
0: (laughs) so you tried you attempted i I, I tried but
1: bill does not make a good aura so (laughs) fair yeah i feel like a bill murray fallout like thing is like the life aquatic sequel we all never knew we wanted right yeah
3: i mean it'd be very good okay so we've got here today a mix of experiences with it Mm -hmm. um for any of our group that may have never done it before do you think you ever would? Have you ever <laughs> thought about getting into it? Is it something where you've seen something like an event like that maybe made you want to? Mm.
1: Not really. It's just, you know, I've, mm. I've been very aware of it, right, for a long time. I mean, back right. in the day, we had our remotely plausible show that, uh, that Zanidra was on. Um, and it's just, it's just never been my thing.
0: Mm.
3: At least you're not yeah. judgy about it, Saul. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> hey, no, for sure. Yeah. And i mean honestly i think it's better to have all these perspectives because as we come into this discussion it's going to play a big part what people think of it what people who are in it think of it Mm -hmm. and the fact that it is a huge part of final fantasy 14. i mean to the point where even the games are or the developers are creating components in the game that encourage rp as a facet of the final fantasy experience so um if you've never tried it what do you think and this goes for anybody, even those of us who have RP. But what do you think about RP right now? Before we have our whole discussion, what do you think about it?
1: I, I think, think. Go ahead. Oh. I figured I'd go first since I was the one that hadn't really. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I think it's it's great. Like it's it's a game, right? So you have to be having fun, and if this is what people are doing to have fun in the game, great. Yeah. That's it's just uh, like that's my short Very and sweet succinct. answer. Yes. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs>
4: <laughs> I think we have to remember that the game that we're playing is not just an MMO, it's an MMO RPG. So yeah. isn't everybody role-playing in some sense? Uh, and I bit. think that it's interesting when you look at like the 5.0 MSQ, and you notice that they give you like all of these different options now. It's like you can answer like, you know, mm-hmm. in a serious way, in a less serious yeah. way, and then like a joking way. And you know, all the NPCs have different ways of answering you. It's like they're giving you a lot more opportunity to kind of RP a little bit. So, mm-hmm. in some sense, it really depends on how you define your terms. And I think that we're going to find that as we go through the discussion, your opinion of RP is really going to depend on how you define what RP is. Because if you have a particular definition of RP, some people would say, "I don't want to have anything to do with that." Mm-hmm. Or you might have a particular um, looser definition of RP and you're like, oh yeah, I like that. That's kind of cool. So, um, I just kind of mm-hmm. want to get that out of the way. Oh, yeah. no,
3: Bill, that's an awesome point because I think you're right in something like an MMORPG, we all engage with RP in some form, whether nice. that's a scripted form that the developers are presenting to us to interact with, or it's something where we're going out and creating our own content.
0: You've been forced to RP. <laughs> <laughs> you
3: have gotcha. been being the whole time. The whole
1: time I thought I never did it. They got me. Those comical choices in in the middle of very serious Shadowbringers quests, I just... Right. They got me.
3: (laughs) So with all of that said, we reached out to the community. Uh, Like Fusion was saying, we uh, put out some polls this week and some survey questions and sort of talked with the community to get their feedback about their experience in the game, their characters, how they interact with RP, what they think of it and how they may have encountered some of those perceptions that outside players who maybe think that they aren't RPing or uh, who don't RP in the sort of creative writing way that a lot of people do, um, sort of what they think about them and how that's affected them. So with all of that said, the first sort of place that we decided to start with is also kind of where a lot of role players began, which is just with building a character. So, if you are looking at this and you're thinking, "Okay, I'm getting into RP. I'm really invested in my character as a person," this can even just be something like, "I don't know. I clicked this funny response in, you know, one of these cutscenes, and I think this is who my character is." Right, I think it inspires you. Sense of humor. Yeah, it inspires you, and then mm-hmm. you start taking it off from there. And uh, we got a lot of different answers and information from people about their characters, but. One of the first ones that kind of really stood out to me that we'll go ahead and share here is one that I think opened up a bigger discussion about building a character in Final Fantasy 14. The idea of are we inspired by the lore and do we use that as the sort of guidelines, rule set, hardcore set, this is what we need in stone to guide the characters um, and their development and how we realize them. Or do we bend the lore to adapt to our own stories, narratives, and sort of emotional connection? So, the first quote that we got was sent in um, by a character, Tialo Moro, and Tialo Moro is a Nagshin geomancer. So geomancy, yes, no. maybe next healer. No. Uh, but Please. Lord of the House of Oki. <laughs> he looks like an elephant, but he's actually a snake auspice. He's one of the leaders of the Mujihigi, a reoccurring fight club event that happens on Balmung. And then they went on to say, I said previously this character is a bit lore-bendy, but that is a subject a lot of people still argue about today. What is okay, what isn't? Following lore of the letter or being more flexible and accepting of things out of the norm. Which I think is a great question. If we're Mm -hmm. looking at making our characters what does everyone think? I mean, do we feel that, especially because Final Fantasy 14 has a lot of lore that is communicated to us through things like the lore books and the game mm-hmm. itself, that you need to stick to that? Or like we've kind of seen here with the character, should you be able to play and have fun with your own kind of...
1: Ultimately, I think you should be able to do whatever the heck you want, right? right. But <laughs> that having been said, um, as someone that enjoys lore, right? I'm not like an expert on it by right. any means, but... Um, It's always really great when, um, you know, we get stuff like Vera naming threads, right, on the official forum so people can know if they want to roleplay as a Vera, this is how you should name it. And the the lengths that the team goes to 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 provide that kind of information, um, I think, is is really awesome. Um, But, yeah, I mean, ultimately, at the end of the day, right, it's like I said originally, right, it's whatever makes you have fun in the game. Right, you know. Um, I, I will say, I think it's interesting though that they have a, a fight club oh, on Palmon. Yeah. <laughs> There's a number of them. It's interesting yeah, because, couple. I mean, presumably the the rules for this fight club are different because they've already talked about it. <laughs> um <laughs> uh, I, I was wondering when it was going to happen.
0: <laughs> so, uh, my particular stance on this is, uh, if I if I saw this this write up, I would immediately be wary, and this is not in a bad way, just like. This is gonna be a hard one. Um, <laughs> no, it is. Uh, I, I, I would be I would be like, "hmm, that doesn't sound realistic, but i I would not like necessarily hold it against them. And I mm-hmm. think uh, the the topic they were bringing up is a lot of people, a lot of other people, when they read that would be like,
2: yeah,
0: uh, I don't think so. I'm gonna, immediate I'm gonna a lot of people end up being mean about this. You can't do that. That's yes. not real. Mm-hmm. Um that's where my opinion starts to change.. Uh, I maybe would personally uh, avoid this person uh, until I got to know them the person maybe a bit, a bit better but mm. I, I wouldn't hold against them that they wanted to do this particular thing because like you guys have already said uh, it's it's for fun if, if yeah. this is what's fun to them then have that you know like right do do your thing and if, if it's fun to you if it's fun to your group of friends who cares what anybody else thinks mm. Uh, mm. Um, and if, if anybody, on the flip side, if if you look at this thing and you're like, I don't that that's not real. You can't do that. Like, just leave them alone. If you don't want to have anything to do with it, then don't have anything right. to do with I, it. I right. <laughs> think
1: on that same kind of thought, right, on the opposite side of it, it's if you are one of these role players that kind of bend the lore, mm-hmm. um, obviously, you you know that there's people that aren't comfortable with that. So as long as you're not like shoving it in their face. Right. Right, it shouldn't be a problem if you're going around being like, yeah, so I'm a snake hospice and like yes. people are yeah. going to start to take issue with you, and See. that's going to cause a lot more drama than. And
0: that's that's true, totally. <laughs> Upon meeting this person, if if these facts mm. like sh- showed up slowly and maybe yeah they they wove it into the lore in a way that made sense, then yeah. I wouldn't I wouldn't bat an eyelash. Should be like yeah, oh.
1: I mean, if they were nice about it, okay. they're like, I'm a snake auspice. Okay,
0: okay, sure. <laughs> you
1: you do you, you know, that's like, the, that's the whole getting it. to know
0: the person thing, like
1: yeah, so. yeah. I've RP'd for a a while. I haven't done it in fourteen in a long time, but I play D anD D constantly, always, all the Mm. time. I'm always playing in the game, and it's similar. It's it's that while you have people who are like, I want to make a backstory and interact with the world, and then you have people like, I want to be a bear lawyer. Okay, (laughs) all right, that's cool, and that might be fun, (laughs) but it depends on how much verisimilitude or, or or feeling of realism that you're trying to get. So like. In fourteen, we already have the established lore in D&D. You already have established lore from your dungeon master. And it's really you and the group that decide. Like, if their friends are cool with that, maybe they're all auspices. Maybe they have a group of them. That would be kind of fun to do. Is right? it weird that I want to commit a crime now just so I can hire a bear lawyer? <laughs> no, it's not weird. No, and it's <laughs> it's weird how many people want to be a insert animal lawyer. I don't know why that is.
2: Really, that's a thing that comes yeah. up a lot. You
1: know, you know, you know what it was? Is they they grew up on Cartoon Network and when yeah, Harvey Burn Birdman it. came out, yeah. that were they were like, we could do this with something else, bear. Right. right. Well, I don't
3: I'll think you know, the ranger is
1: think... going to like that.
3: Yeah. I think that's a really good point, too. I mean, even as we were going through here about Tialamoro, this character, Mm -hmm. there's so much in there that I think is rooted in the possibilities or existences of the game already, right? Right. So we have the Naugtion Geomancer, which, I mean, again, Geomancy, we know there's a precedent for it in the game. We've Mm -hmm. got the fact that the snake auspice isn't something that is coming out of left field. I mean, there is precedent for this type of entity in the game versus something that might be like lore bending is one thing but just lore of another planet or existence right. <laughs> completely unrelated to everything else it, it is interesting because i think that lore gives us the ability to create a consistent experience and a sort mm-hmm. of basic fundamental understanding of how the world is how it operates and how characters might interact in it so if you go too far off base, and hey, maybe somebody can come up with a bear lawyer, and it's totally lore, like so. Uh, <laughs> yeah.
0: I'm really afraid that this this show is going to make me come off as an absolute snob. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> back in the day, there was a character, and I I hope that they've stopped playing so that they never hear me talk about them. <laughs> but, uh, oh, they decided that their character was the daughter of Bahamut and Shiva.
1: Oh right, I remember yes. that.
0: And stuff like that makes you go,
1: That seems familiar. Huh? yeah. Oh, <laughs> <A> what? Yeah. <laughs> you
4: know? I, uh, you know I, I think in this game, and this is something I've noticed, and even kind of Yoshi P is, has said this, that it's a theme park. You can right. do whatever you want. If you're paying your monthly sub, yep. and you're not harassing people, and you're not breaking the terms of service, you can do whatever you want. If your in game is this sort of stuff, hey, go for it. Have fun. Just don't harass other people. You know if you want to I mean, I mean let's just be honest like do you remember when you know the Hapiga frog came out yeah. and everyone was like i'm gonna go do those those tempest things so that i can get those uh you know get that the, the frog outfit people mm-hmm. love that stuff mm-hmm. yeah you know i i still like every once in a while um you know i, I have the the glamour for the uh what's the it's the the beard. It's the, for the oh, Santa yeah. beard. The Santa beard. Oh, yeah. yeah. No, 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 not the Santa beard. The one that you get from the dwarves. Oh, oh okay. Yeah. okay. Big dwarf. So yeah, yeah. So, like, you know, you can, like, turn off your hat. Yeah. So, so it's like I could turn it on, turn it off immediately. Um, and it's just kind of like a fun thing to do. Okay? Right. If you want to do that, that's fine. If you want to bend the, the lore rules, that's fine. And you know what?
0: If you want to blacklist somebody who does that, that's fine. That's, also too. Fine. that's okay. And then, yeah. you know what? That's better than than harassing them. Right. Telling yeah, somebody that, that what is. they can or, or cannot do is, is is not really okay. Yeah. If they're yeah. not hurting anybody.
1: I kinda yeah. I kinda wanna grab that frog body diet gray now, throw on my Namazu hat, and just go around and join map parties and just say yes, yes. <laughs>
4: <laughs> I mean, uh, that that well, has happened already. It's yeah. I
1: can see the cringe look on Zanidra's face, like, oh really? You gotta <clears throat> all right.
0: I just really wasn't aware you love Namazu that much. Like I had no idea.
3: <laughs>
1: I mean Namazu are pretty great.
3: Let's do it. I mean, they are amazing, let's be honest. But that does bring up, it sort of transitions directly into what was kind of coming up with that. The idea of we've got all these ridiculous things in the game that have been introduced, everything from Namazu heads to the frog suits to all of these different things. And this discussion about lore in RP isn't actually that unrelated from the actual discussion about lore in the game itself. Mm. The fact that, like, the Final Fantasy XV card, for example, and how the entire community was on fire for approximately. <laughs> I mean, I three can months. remember
1: the the Lightning Returns collaboration. This doesn't that make was... sense.
3: Oh, and currently, Yorha
0: people are like, that's not gonna make sense.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
0: No. Fusion's like, thanks for calling me out. Well, well, well
1: look, look, right? You know, and, and, I, and I just, I just mentioned the Lightning Returns thing, right? And at least that's in the same series, so you can play off of it. Oh, it's all dimensions and Gilgamesh. What up? Sure. All right, fine. I hate Lightning, but sure. Your near is like a completely different series, so mm-hmm. that's going to require a little.
4: You know, they, they said that about the Evilly series, but you know what? They worked really, really hard to, to yeah. fit that into yeah. the lore yeah. and make it yeah. work. And so, and then they know, didn't give them the relic weapons at the end. of the story. Yeah. <laughs> see. So
3: yeah. then, I guess the next question would be. If lore in Final Fantasy XIV itself is so flexible that it can reach out and encompass any number of things, from flying cars to frog suits to bringing an entirely different game universe in, then do we think that it is something that is really, you really should enforce in-game? The idea of there Mm. being one strict lore that creatively in something Mm. like RP you couldn't play around with. There's
0: definitely like a category of stuff that you just kind of have to go, that doesn't make any sense and it's okay. Like, <laughs> like flying cars and for the longest time, um, spending money at Aetherites to go anywhere. Uh, yeah, like we didn't, we didn't know how that worked. We didn't know why our money would go away. Like that doesn't, taxes. That doesn't really make sense in any sort right. of like in character yeah. lore way, <laughs> but it's how the game works. It's a game mechanic versus lore. Mm-hmm. You know?
4: I will say this, if people really are serious about creating lore characters and they really want to do justice with the lore that's already in the game, like maybe they want to make a character that you know was a, a pirate in Limsa or mm-hmm. someone that was formerly from Garlemald or something like that, mm-hmm. um, I just want to plug uh, Musecast and they have a lot of really, really good podcasts where they go through the lore book and they go through a lot of stuff and they try to say, okay, if this is what you're interested in. Here's the lore, Everything. it's already laid out for you. Mm-hmm. And, and they do a really, really good job. So uh, they didn't pay me for that promotion, but <laughs> they do an excellent, excellent job. No, he's not, he's
0: not wrong. There's, uh, there are a number of, of, of MMOs that everyone RP's in, and uh, yeah. ours has a lot of resources yes. in Only comparison to some others. So yeah. if you're, if you're yeah. unsure, I know actually some people who just get into RP are, are unsure about where to start because they don't feel like they know where a character fits in the world. Mm -hmm. You can, you can find it. There are many resources for you. Yeah.
3: Yeah, yeah. So off of that then, getting away from lore, the other big topic that seemed to come up with a lot of the discussion or feedback that I got from people about building their characters, what their characters meant to them, was this sort of discussion about whether or not a character is a direct personal expression of their player. And this is something that we have a bunch of quotes on that I really wanted to let the community speak for themselves on. And of course, our RPers here as well. I mean, I haven't RP'd a ton in Final Fantasy, but I come from a history of doing forum RP. That was me. I did a lot of it. And doing a whole (laughs) bunch of other kinds of RP. So this was a really interesting question to me because I think I assumed most people would say, yes, there's something about this character that is part of me. And uh, we had quite a few that that was the case and for different reasons, but there were also many people who said, no, this has nothing to do with me and I think it shouldn't be really personal. It should be something removed. So I have some quotes here that we can take turns reading. We'll share some of the perspectives of the community and then discuss a little bit afterwards. Um, I'll start off here. So uh, Sakura, whose character is Eric Tyrell said about Eric, He's incredibly important to me. He's been a character I've developed since 1.0's early days. So, veteran, Eric yeah. represents the kind of person I strive to be someone who is optimistic, but not foolishly so. And I really liked that one. Mm-hmm. I don't uh, know if I, let's go next.
1: Yeah, yeah I'll go uh, from AP, uh, their character, uh, Kuro Niji. Uh, she's very much an extension of myself, uh, and my hopes, and dreams. <sighs>
0: Matrix quote uh, character is Lorelai Hiscaris. I really hope I, I said that right. I'm sorry. That's good. Yeah, uh,
2: looks
0: right. <laughs> I relate to her because this is how I aspire to be in real life. I want to support and encourage people and have the ability to take the lumps without uh, much complaint. <laughs>
1: I'll take the next one, Fabulous Pretzel, which is a great name, and easy mm. to pronounce. These <laughs> 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 characters are Takumi Malagud and Raditia. Uh Both of these characters are many, many years old for me, and mean a whole lot to me. I've gotten to explore a lot of fun stuff with them about myself. Through Takumi, I was able to come to terms with my gender identity, which, that's one of the the big things about RP in general, Like. Being who you want to be. I mean, that's that's kind of video games in, in general, too. But when you literally create the character, like, that's just something, you know?
3: Yeah. And then I'll do the last one uh, Tialo Moro. So, what we've about heard Bill? A little bit about them. Oh, here, go for it. I'm sorry, Bill. Yes, you haven't read one yet. Go. <laughs>
4: I'm not good at
1: reading. Okay, all right. Uh, That's the guy. Yes, I was... Yeah. You are a liar. We all know, yeah. Uh,
4: The Tialo says, as far as relating, it is hard to say. In my opinion, it is important for there to be a separation in your character from yourself as to keep it professional and story-driven rather than personal.
1: Yeah, that's an an interesting one. Yeah, (laughs) because... People people who put too much of their identity into these characters, that's when you start hearing the bad stories about RPGs. But professional and story-driven, I've never heard, you know, like professional, but that's well—that's that, a good term for it's, it. it. It's for that person. They, they wanna take it very, very seriously. Mm-hmm. And,
4: yeah. you know, I've thought about this and I think a lot of people know, like, you know, the kind of the, the joke that if someone plays a girl character in game oh, sure. G I R L yeah. is a guy <laughs> yes. in real life, yeah, you know, definitely, why yeah. is it that guys want to be girls in video games? You know, I actually know a few IRL females that mm-hmm. play male characters because oh, they yeah, don't want lot. people hitting on them.
1: Right. There, so there's so many motivations
4: for that. I know it's it's, yeah. it's there. It's, it's just interesting to think about that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm.
3: I mean, it's, so it is. Go yeah. ahead. Oh, I was gonna say it is so fascinating because I think there are two very different perspectives that come out in this. The fact that RP can be something that allows you to discover some part of yourself, explore some part of yourself, and maybe present that in a way that in your normal life, you don't feel comfortable or you don't feel like you realize that ideal yourself, or maybe mm. you're striving towards something really good. And I love this because almost everyone that talks about, um, you know, the power of it and sort of investing themselves, it's always a really positive thing. Like. I can be somebody hopeful. I can be Mm -hmm. a dreamer. I can be somebody who supports and helps others. I can be this really good, positive thing um, and embody it. And then you do also have this opposite side to it, though. If you put too much of yourself into it, Mm -hmm. then it becomes something where it is very personal and it can be really devastating if those interactions go wrong. Or you can also get just like a little bit too, t- too much tunnel vision on your own character or your own plots or your own importance and you maybe aren't a very good collaborative partner right. at that point. So the idea of professionalism <laughs> in an RP exchange is interesting because I think you do need some degree of that, right?
1: Right, exactly. So, uh, it's, it's Go ahead.
0: I think the community uh, generally refers to this as uh, having an IC and OOC separation. Right. Um, yeah.
1: <laughs> you uh, want to which, have
0: that separation. Uh, 100%. In
1: character and out of character. Yes. Sorry. Yeah. Sorry. No, very important. Very important. Or muse. Yeah.
0: Um, anyway. Uh, oh, yeah, sorry. The, no, no, you're all good. The the importance of that uh, lies in a couple of places, but I think the major one is if you don't have that boundary between what is fake and what is you, uh, and they become one, then you start to, to. There's so many things that could go wrong. just so many things. Um, if, if you, and, and this is, this is the one that I think that most, most people really look down on is if you end up with your character in, an uh, in in character relationship, uh, you ignore that boundary, that person Mm. on the other end out of character to you has become a significant other. And that's not okay. Uh, like really at all. Um, I mean, especially unless it's agreed upon yeah if suddenly you're you're long-distance dating someone sure whatever but yeah, you know, that's fine <laughs> if, if if uh you might become possessive of that person that's right. that's a, a big big faux pas yes. that does yes. happen yeah. way too often um if you get in an argument different topic if you get in an argument with somebody and your character is uh too important to you uh you may take anything that is said to your character not to mm-hmm. you personally. If, right. if somebody thinks that your character is a loudmouth idiot, and they tell them so, uh, and you don't have that boundary between yourself and mm-hmm. your character, you could take that personally, and then suddenly you don't like this other person who could be completely fine with you, just think that your character is not so great. Which is fine.
3: You. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I mean, absolutely. And I think that has brought up a lot of, like that exact dilemma has mm-hmm. brought up so many discussions lately about consent. In the right. RP community, right? Mm-hmm. What do we or don't we outline for consent? You know, are we saying, hey, if you're going to be really terrible to my character, or if you're going to be trying to attack them or things like that, do I do I need to establish with you beforehand consent for that to be an appropriate interaction? Especially if we know that so many players are deeply connected to their characters, mm-hmm. and then you get into whole discussions like things like you said, Zenidra, if we're dating in the game are you with somebody, a partner in that sort of RP element that understands that distinction and maybe says, oh, but we're not, we're not actually together. Mm -hmm. Or are you dealing with a partner who might not understand those lines of consent, who then kind of crosses over and goes into a territory that puts some weird expectations on you as a person behind the character. And I've seen it happen both ways. I know people who Are you know, have RP'd for years as the husband or partner of somebody in game and also have their own partners in real life, and it's totally fine. And then Mm -hmm. other people who maybe go, Yeah, sure, I'll RP with you, and then things start getting more and more serious. And then before they know it, that person is messaging them all the time, Like, where are you? What are you doing? And they're like, What is happening?
4: (laughs) 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 I think most people understand this though, because I mean, I mean, how many of you are eternally bonded to someone in the game that is not your IRL partner? That's a pretty common thing to do, I don't think. You know, That's most true. people who are adults can like handle that sort of thing, but you know, it's kinda of like with people on the internet, some people just aren't gonna be very mature and
0: yeah. Um, I think the you know,
4: I just I bonded with someone who's just She's just a good friend of mine, you know? And, not, you, and you agreed ahead of
1: time? You were just doing it for the two? Yeah, seasons. we're just, no? we just
4: went there had fun. She's she just in this beautiful you, dress. Okay. I was in a yeah. Chocobo outfit. It was great, you
1: know? Look, we you look in you're, you're in my hunting link, Shell. The, 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 it comes with the ring. I think this will be beneficial for both right, of us. Really?
4: Yeah. I only did it for the ring, so yeah. I'll tell her I said that.
1: <laughs> Just getting
4: the ring and the
0: and the two seater, right? Both. (laughs) And the two seater.
1: Okay. It was it was really good at the time. Yeah.
0: Uh, The many 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 things beyond what we have stated uh, can go awry very quickly. Oh yes. Uh, Just spirals and spirals of of terrible situations, Um, and I think that's why a lot of people are wary of RP because there there are other people. A lot of a lot of what they
1: hear is the bad stuff. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Like. As, as in talk, everything, dude. yeah. <laughs> as, as with everything, the the bad stuff is the stuff that comes up, the stuff that makes people go, "Oh my goodness!" And you don't really hear what about about yeah. the other stuff, like uh, the person who used it to help them identify uh, do, uh, their gender identity. I hate to say the same yeah. word, but um, yeah, that's that's great. I think that's amazing yeah. that they were yeah. able to Burk through form it, yeah. up, yeah, form up another uh, scenario that's not going to screw up their real life. Well, they figure out who they are. I think that's amazing. Yeah.
3: yeah. Oh, yeah. And I mean, that's not, I mean, here we have an example of it, but it's not uncommon. The fact that Final right. Fantasy 14, and I saw this come up a bunch, even though it didn't totally make it into the quotes here, but I've seen it a ton. The idea that 14 and the RP communities have also become a safe haven for LGBT they've become a space where people can explore themselves, they can connect, they can even explore diverse, you know, body shapes, types, character genders, they can redefine so many things. And I think that that gives you a field to play in that maybe in our real lives, we can't always do, whether we can't afford everything we would need, or we don't have a supportive environment, or um, we just can't realize those things about ourselves. And I I think you're right that the negative gets heard a lot, but there is Mm -hmm. so much positive too. Um, if people are able to kind of understand and learn how to collaborate and work with people in these spaces.
4: I think, uh, like, just even on a basic level, I mean, there are people that just want to glamour up as, like, slutty cat girls, mm-hmm. and that's just what they want, okay? That's all they want <laughs> they, yeah. they like, they're in those sort of things, they, they like that kind of stuff, and they want to glamour into that, and Final Fantasy fourteen has basically said, if that's the kind of glamour you want, we're going to give it to you, and they give a lot of stuff like that, so... Yeah um they also you know that, the that's just in. a very basic oh but let be <laughs> or, honest or, that, yeah. that falls under the definition of rp you know that's yeah, what you want to, to be do
1: that's to... fine i would yeah. i would love to hear the the rp background of the people that do sexy cat girl but also then the snowman head
3: yeah. mm. <laughs> what, what's the character backstory here i need a rich environment I need, yeah right so i understand
1: I, I, I need you to not ruin my immersion please tell me what <laughs> this is
3: well clearly clearly
0: they uh have a, a desire to go visit ishgard but with right. their outfits they can't so they brought the snow to themselves there, right. you, go. there you go i like it i like it
1: mm-hmm.
0: well, Making up
3: stuff
1: veteran rp are right there <laughs> <laughs> That's
3: veteran rp stuff right there so again it's already sort of came up and i think it kind of organically leads into this what are the perceptions mm. of our peers in the community They vary so widely, oh, my God. (laughs) (laughs) I know. But I think everybody has an opinion on it. And as we sort of established at the beginning of stream, even here, uh, those of us who may have been involved in RP or are currently involved in RP might have an extremely different perspective, both the good and bad, than Mm -hmm. people outside of it do. And I think a lot of this. has been even more aggravated lately by some of the data center splits and we'll get into that here in a little bit but the idea of now almost all of those rp centric worlds being moved over to crystal at least on na is that actually the rp hub of the entire game is there something to be said about that there's so many discussions around it and what Mm -hmm. people think about that data center as a whole that has sort of affected the community Um, but i think it reaches across all the data centers all around the world so the first big one that everybody brought up in our survey. Is RP just all ERP? (laughs) Is all of it just erotic role play? Mm. So if anybody doesn't know this term, again, we'll, we'll just treat it as if anyone who's coming in can be caught up right away. Erotic role play is essentially sexual situations that you are role playing together. So whether that is something as simple as like a one night stand or it's something like a long term relationship between characters who are married or love each other or are long term partners that may engage and RP in these kinds of acts, there is this perception that most RP sort of centers around it. And there was a really good perspective, um, a little quote from the coordinator of the Final Fantasy 14 RP calendar, Eric, who says, a lot of people, especially other RPers, have a perception that in game RP is all about sex. You see it come up every so often because that's the part of RP that gets media coverage. Mm-hmm. And Fusion, you already said this earlier, <laughs> I pointed this out earlier, yeah. right? The in game brothel that had the Kotaku piece done, for example, is one of the only Final Fantasy 14 RP events to ever get mainstream media coverage, which actually blew my mind because as i was reading this and eric thank you so much for this insight Mm -hmm. it dawned on me that yes that's probably the only thing i've seen from an official news source about the creative community and rp on a large scale and it was all over the internet Mm -hmm. all over the internet um which does kind of make us go how much of this perception is just because it is the truth as many people right. might think and how much of it is because as far as media social media reddit kotaku all of these things go um clickbait 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 <laughs>
2: yeah that's what's been presented
3: <laughs> so Sex i'm curious sells. i mean do you think that those sorts of perceptions are accurate do, does everyone here feel like that's something that they have witnessed and or you know dealt with <laughs> you know so, it's
1: it's it, go ahead
3: um I personally, uh, and you've, you referred
0: to it earlier as this, I like to think of roleplay as writing a collaborative story with other people, friends, people you don't know. Um, oh. And I want to sort of f- further that in, in saying that you can think of the content of RP like a bookstore. Yeah. Uh, most of the stuff in a bookstore is not erotic. <laughs> there is an erotic section. Sure, But if you think about all of the content in a bookstore, the majority is not going to be that. It's it's stories about hundreds and billions of other things as well. Right.
1: I mean, to me, and, uh, you know, in, like, tabletop, you know, there's there's always those extra books. I believe uh, a while ago it was uh, the Book of Erotic Fantasy. It was made for, like, <laughs> D&D. It wasn't official. I just love the name of it. First of all, oh, God. it's, it's, it's great, but like there's that, that subculture, you know, that's mm-hmm. going to be in any creative, any creative, like uh pastime, really. They're, they're going to find a way, you know, there's, there's second life. There's, I mean, any RP and wow or here or tabletop or LARP, you know, it's going to happen. Yeah. But of course that can't be, the majority of it like how could that even be true like how could it be the majority of it there's so many people and so many things that like you know there's there's people who just want to role play as Isgardian guardian nobles you know mm-hmm. like and so they have this whole you know lore setup and maybe it delves into it maybe it doesn't but that can't be 100 like how is that even possible yeah i mean it's it's the, i think the, the thing to consider is even if certain areas of roleplay mm-hmm. are getting coverage. That doesn't mean that that's all that there is. Um, I mean, you know, just, just was it yesterday? I think I was mm-hmm. reading, there was, there was a, a currently a, a trial in Fallout 76 going on right now, mm-hmm. between uh, there's like this bandit leader that leads a group of people. They just go in and destroy people's camps. He got captured by a group of people. They built a courthouse. They're gonna hold a trial, <laughs> and it's just like, what? <laughs> it's insane and then you know on the other side of that unfortunately for 14 all we've had is the brothel thing right, right. and they so, didn't talk about a stage reborn. born yeah. they didn't talk about you know yeah. like right <laughs> by the oh, way stage reborn born doing midsummer uh this weekend so i didn't know that That's uh, cool. yes make sure to check that out or you know obviously it'll be uh uh vod and, and youtube mm-hmm. and all that stuff so yeah. keep an eye out for that
3: yeah and i mean when you think about it the sheer amount of Just time it takes to coordinate some of these efforts. I know that, Mm -hmm. like for a stage reborn, for example, right? This is a group that auditioned actors. The actors, (sighs) I was looking into it myself, which is amazing because I come from a history of theater, and I was like, this would be so cool to take that passion and then put it into a game that I love. And they auditioned people. They had them uh, show off how they could emote to a monologue, and you know, do Mm -hmm. all actions and then said, we'll teach you how to do this. They practice, they rehearse, they set up show dates, and then they perform these shows for people live in game. And it's an amazing way to take this creative outlet unify a whole bunch of people, empower them to do something really cool, and then deliver it in a medium that the audience is there for, you know? Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. somebody here in you know Chicago where I live does a production in the park. I can't say to all of you guys, hey, you wanna come see that production this weekend? Because you cannot come here unless <laughs> you are traveling here. But
2: yeah.
3: in a game and in a digital medium, you can do that. And a lot of those events take so much time and so much planning and so much passion and they don't get even a quarter of the publicity no. <laughs> that something yeah. like, did you know that you can go to a, a brothel in Final Fantasy fourteen? <laughs>
1: <laughs> Tell me more.
4: Tell you me more.
3: Fusion's well, gonna so start RPing. Yeah, we, no. we just need to be
4: honest about it. Like, look, yeah. ERP takes place, okay? Yeah, it does. There are certain servers to where ERP is much more prevalent, and let's be honest, there are some servers to where you can't even walk into the quicksand without it just being thrown in your face. So let's not just act like it's not there. We all know it's there. Let's just admit it's there. There are some people that want it. There are some people that welcome it. There are people that pay for it, and that's what they're into. That's what they like. Okay, Um, you know, I'm sure some of those people are going to be viewing and watching this, and they're going to be curious as to how we we say that. And you know, let's let's not act like it's this. You know, the elephant in the room. I mean, Mm -hmm. look, it happens. It's there. Okay, and it and it's not just in Final Fantasy 14. No, but we all know that. Hey, (laughs) the reason why it got headlines and the other things don't is because sex sells. Let's mm-hmm. just be honest. You know, yep.
3: and it We're is interesting. Also, <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> No, I mean it is interesting because when you think about it in real life, probably the amount of knowledge, interaction, or understanding that we have just in general that sex is in the world and people are having it around us is, yeah. I mean, <gasps> it's almost the same. Dear God, why? No, but it's almost. It's. I mean, it's almost the same when you think about it. It's a part of life. It exists, and I. Yep. I don't. I mean, I'm never one of those people that shames that kind of stuff again, as long as consent is defined and I'm like, do whatever you want, write okay. whatever stories, you know? <laughs> yeah. Somebody accidentally mistells out in public and you're like, oh boys can see me in there, then you just keep
2: moving <laughs> on. Yeah.
3: But it's just one of those things where I mean, um, there are a lot of things that go into this. But part of what I was really interested in was the fact that um, Eric's sort of perspective, being somebody mm-hmm. who coordinates this large-scale Final Fantasy 14 RP calendar, right? So they're in charge of, of basically putting down all mm-hmm. the different events happening everywhere and maintaining it so that everybody can see. And they said that from their experience, so is this kind of assumption accurate? That it's, there's so much ERP and it's everywhere and you can't go two feet without stumbling over it. Is it accurate? And they said, sure. There's a lot of sex-based events out there but there are more non-sex based ones. Out of the 57 regular events that we are averaging per week, most of them are taverns with mm. fight clubs coming in. What is with the fight clubs? <laughs>
4: yeah. because. Well, you, you couldn't fight advertise clubs. an ERP event. I mean, because mm. it's 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 mostly gonna be against the terms of service. So if it happens, it's gonna be, you know, with consenting adults, they're not gonna advertise it, it's not gonna be up in Party Finder like, hey, <laughs> come to Mist Ward 1, yeah. Block 13, <laughs> You know, yeah. and hang out in this room, and you know
1: things will happen. Bring your best subligar, <laughs> yeah. you know, like-
0: and your gill,
3: yeah, <laughs> and, and your gill,
1: specifically yeah. your gill. But yeah, it was interesting. Yeah, it's the tavern. There's always a tavern. That's yeah. the the largest tabletop trope in the world is you start in the tavern. But fight clubs, especially in 14, is it's it's a game where you have combat, right? And mm-hmm. if you're going to RP, there's going to be conflict. And you have to have some way to resolve it and so that's i mean it makes sense right you're gonna fight you're gonna a lot of this is about adventurers right who doesn't want to know where they stand in their group of you know adventurers or something if they're if you're role-playing your character it's gonna come up so yeah (laughs) fight clubs happen all the time
3: yeah Yeah. those things are so cool though and like you said i think they both it's not that surprising that they're so prevalent because like you said the the tavern is a setting that for Ever in D D, <laughs> in Pathfinder, in anything, yeah, is, yeah. it's the social hub, right? You yes. come there, you meet, you talk. Exactly, it's a place. Mm-hmm. It's a place that anybody can encounter anyone, and it's a neutral space where you could mm-hmm. be there for any reason. You could come in, and then you could set off on a quest, a journey. Maybe you're meeting with friends. Maybe you're eating good food. Maybe there's so many different things that go into that. And with the Fight Club as well, the idea of conflict resolution, and also having a chance to sort of invest in your own fantasy fighting narrative mm-hmm. i think is something that we have a lot of special effects for the classes and things like that in game and we have moments that are dramatically scripted in combat but you don't always get that like hands-on feeling of having lived through or crafted a fight yeah. if that makes sense But there's mm-hmm. also like
0: so many people part of their backstory is that they are a warrior of some kind right yes yeah. so the sort of event that would draw to that sort of character would probably be a fight club yeah yeah
1: it's And and, and yeah, that's that's probably, you know, taverns and fight clubs. And then, you know, who knows how many things are in between and then, you know, the the brothels, (laughs) who knows?
3: (laughs) Right. And we already kind of touched on this, but there was sort of interesting quote. Um, The idea that I mean, saying that ERP isn't a facet of the RP community is not something that's truthful, right? Because it is it's a part of it. Mm. And I mean, we even had a few people bring this up. The fact that as they were saying, you know, hey, you know, RP isn't all about this, but it does happen. You know, we had somebody say, I think some of this comes from the fact that there are a lot of weird solicitations on various servers. Um, this one was about Crystal. If you hang out there, I've encountered them there when I use my character to advertise my housing decorating services, random catboys playing down your lap and PMing you, oh no, I seem to have fallen on your crotch and I can't get up. What will I do? <laughs> and like things like that, where I feel like, again, consent boundaries, all these sorts of yes. things, you know, I think are important and that are part of this discussion and should be. I think people likely are, are going to remember those kinds of right. interactions if yeah. somebody is trying to put that on them versus some of the other events, like we were saying, that may not be as notified, they may not be as advertised, they might be something that you know you need to know about to get into. But you're not going to have you know, somebody from a stage reborn fall on your lap and be like, oh, I have fallen upon thine lap. Come see Shakespeare this weekend. <laughs> yeah, <right.
1: laughs> I think that these people <laughs> These people who do that sort of thing Are kind of leaning into the perception Like they may may Not necessarily be bad actors You know like like not as in acting But you know that they that they Want to make RP seem like It's only ERP But mm-hmm. there's people who just have fun There's people with really like uh, Well not so much in 14 But I can think of some of the names in WoW That they just did it to get a response You know like, and it they makes just me think of uh,
0: the people who are, are in the quicksands, like uh, tablecloth and doorstop. Right. And yeah, they, they just <laughs> tablecloth just goes and lies on a table. There are being yeah. a tablecloth, uh, doorstop yep. sits next to the door and keeps it open because you know, when you're next to a door, it's open. Yeah. And they are being a doorstep.
1: I had forgotten all about those. Yeah. Those, yes. uh, those do things.
0: I've never spoken to any of them. I don't know how serious they are. Or if they're yeah, just trying to, to get a laugh. I think it's yeah. probably the latter. I would be but...
1: worried if you What's talked to a tablecloth and it talked back. That's, that's <laughs> yeah, weird.
0: To... I mean, magic. Uh,
1: Breaking character. Yeah, uh, no. Magic. I and mean, there's animated I brooms.
0: <laughs> Yes.
1: Matoya Matoya was in last week. She spilled something on me. (laughs) Now I'm now I'm sentient.
2: Here to say, Oh my god. They're
1: sentient frogs. I mean, like (laughs) Yeah, this is like a sentient tablecloth. Yeah, sure. Yeah.
4: Yeah, but but how many people have like their favorite NPC and they're like, Oh Horsefant, you know, he's my host Bondo or you know, Yashtola, that's my waifu. Like that's a pretty common thing out there. You know, and
3: There are entire FCs dedicated, and I can't, this is the problem, fam, I can't decide if I love this idea so much or if I hate it so much, I can't (laughs) decide, but there are entire FCs that are literally dedicated to, like, role players for these characters, and they have Mm -hmm. um, avatar characters, and it's... Horschefant FC where you go in and you're like, Ten Gil, give me my horsephant. And then you take that boy and you just go RP with him.
1: It's a host and, club. Yeah. I mean, it's
3: like a host club, right? And <laughs> I I love it because I think it is a way to engage with these characters that maybe yes, you do. You in your your personal uh, headcanon, you're going, these two are together, or these two are best friends, or these two are anything. And right. then to be able to expand on that relationship in the game mm-hmm. is cool, but I also don't know how I would feel sitting in a room of fifty horsefawns. I just I can't totally decide. <laughs> so, well, um, like going to
1: Vegas and seeing all the Elvis impersonators. <laughs>
0: <Right>. <laughs> because of my many years of, like, um, anyway, uh, the way that I feel about this this particular thing and. Like like I said prior, it doesn't really matter how I feel uh, if if it's fun to you, cool. Sure. But it does. the way <laughs> the way I I personally feel about uh, the people are being existing uh, lore plot characters is I don't I don't really like it, uh, and that's mostly because I feel like they don't really know what those characters would really do, and they're just using I mean, them. They're just yeah. using them uh, to sort of. I don't know, fulfill their own fantasies. And like I said, if that's what you want mm. to do, cool, sweet. Mm. Um, but that's not something that I would necessarily do either. Right. Can I ask this question just of us? Um, yeah. How many of us
4: are on, like, have our mains on what are generally considered RP servers?
3: I do. Yep. Mm hmm. I mean, I'm on Crystal Zolera. We have a small RP, a little cozy RP community. Mm-hmm. Charles okay. and I are on Belmung.
4: Yeah, I was gonna say <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. And I, I'm wondering too, and I know eventually we're gonna get to this, that perceptions of RP really depends on what server you're on. Because sure. if you're on if you're on Aether, if you're on the Aether data center, um, RP is. Not generally well accepted. It's kind of considered kind of be the oddball thing. But I guess if you're on Crystal, it's much more accepted. So it's not so much just kind of, yeah. you know, what is your opinion? Mm. It's where where, you know, do you hang your hat? You know, what where do you log into every single day? Right. And I think that they when they divided, the uh, the data centers when Square Enix did this, they deliberately said, okay, people are probably going to want to be gathered together with people of similar interests. Let's put people that are more interested in raiding. Maybe on Aether and people that are more interested in RP on Crystal and you know everyone else in between they can go to Primal. Um, not that Primal's uninterested in in raiding. They they clear uh, Eden um, hmm. fairly well. So, but I mean that that's that's just a matter of fact. That's just part of it. And people if they so said, okay, if that's how they're going to divide it. I'm going to server transfer over here. Yep. Mm-hmm.
3: Bill, you took us perfectly into the other main component that came up in a lot of these responses about perceptions of our peers. So, Mm -hmm. on one hand, we have the is it all ERP question. And then on the other hand, we have does being bad at the game and being a role player (laughs) go hand in hand? Mm -hmm. Are you bad at the game or uninterested in end game content if you are a role player or you're, you know, in this case, we'll say on Crystal because. That's a big part of this discussion. Um, and We have some interesting things that went into this. We had some really good, I think insights from everybody who wrote in. Um, Crystal Data Center, which was separated off of the other NA servers and For the purposes of the discussion, unfortunately, because I personally at least don't play on EU or JP or anywhere else, um, Mm -hmm. I can't weigh in too much on all of the other data centers as a whole, so in servers as a whole. So if anybody here has more insight, please feel free as we go through uh, through this. But um, Crystal DC split off, and like you said, it seems as though they wanted to put together people of like-minded interests, especially knowing that maybe World Visit was going to be coming up on the horizon, Mm -hmm. and sort of put them together. But there's still a really active rating community there. I, I myself, am a part of it on Crystal. Um, We've Mm -hmm. cleared all four of the fights. We've done the whole tier, you know. Um, But as Heisey said, they sent this in, quote, another perception is that our peers don't run content. There are exceptions, but for the most part, this is statistically true on Crystal. Mm. So out of interest and just my own curiosity, I went on Flogs. So Final Fantasy Logs is sort of the main source for where a lot of people upload and and parse information and put their static groups and things like that. Now, I will say, and we'll get into this more, Final Fantasy Logs, FF Logs, is not the end all be all of raid data because mm. there are so many people who don't upload, don't parse, or maybe pugging on their own that don't show up in these numbers, but at least as far as RAID statics that are registered as a group and that have registered their clears of E4S. Aether Data Center came in at 343 clears as of today. Primal came in at 321. And my beautiful boy Crystal came in at 79 <laughs> clears. <laughs> so, so this this was really interesting to me because i feel as though i've encountered just as many people who are interested in rating and who are rating and who are passionate about rating and i've seen all sorts of tweets about it mary was tweeting about this all sorts of people were tweeting about Mm -hmm. the fact that there are raiders on crystal but these numbers seem to tell a different story and people are using them all over the reddit and all over the discussion forums to sort of back this case that crystal players are bad because they are our peers so I'm curious what everyone thinks. And we'll get some more quotes and things as we go. But just as you look at those numbers, what do you think maybe weighs in on this or contributes?
0: I think um, a big portion of this is uh, probably that a lot of people on Crystal are not interested in rating. They're not even trying. Yep. So yeah, uh, yeah. they may be good. They may be bad. We don't know because they don't care to try. They're Or the ones that are.
1: They get to Titan, and as soon as Titan tries to run them over, they start to find a bear lawyer they can hire. Womp. And that so, just... did I ever tell you that there were bear lawyers? I know.
0: So they, they
1: are,
0: are very well um, only there to RP. That's what they use the game for. And like we said in the beginning, that's yeah. totally fine. If that's what you want to use the game for, sweet. So, yeah,
2: cool.
0: uh, I mean, the, the fact there are people clearing, uh, and there probably are peers, uh, I think, Hints toward the opposite. Um, I think there are just as many people who don't RP who are bad quote unquote, mm. uh, oh, and definitely. also never clear, <laughs> but they're not, <laughs> yeah. they're not spending their,
3: their time that they could be spending clearing, uh, RPing. They're doing something else. Yeah. Do, do we think that, and feel free, if you still want to answer the past question, go for it. Sure. But do we think that this says something about the quality of players that they are, or that it says anything about this? The fact that there may not be an interest in raiding on Crystal is that inherently bad. I can it's say for sure. <clears throat> um,
0: as as a raider on Crystal who has yep. needed reps in the past two months, <laughs> yep. um, there aren't any.
2: Yeah.
0: Everybody on Crystal who was not super interested in RP, uh, who was concerned about being able to raid, left for Aether. Um, yep. part and part of that is because, uh that's what people said in the beginning. Like, oh, there aren't going to be raiders on Crystal. So, so it was a self-fulfilling prophecy. Mm-hmm. Um a lot of people who weren't already tied to uh RP groups or a raid or a house uh yeah. booked it yeah. off to Aether. <clears throat> so mm-hmm. we don't have we don't have excess raiders on Crystal. I
4: mm-hmm. think you also need to make a distinction between being good at the game, which is highly subjective, oh, yes. and that is not the same thing as being good at raiding, because raiding is not the game. You could clear the main story and never go into a savage raid whatsoever. You don't need to do any. You don't need to even unlock savage to to go through the story. Mm-hmm. Okay, so that's not one of the same. Now, for some people, raiding, savage, and ultimate—that is their end game, and that's right. fine. That's good. Yeah. If that's what you want to do, there's a lot of the game that's centered around that. But you know what? If you're in game. Is RPing, you can do that. And, and Square Enix says if you want to do that, we're going to give you lots of resources to do that. If you're in-game is hunts, you could do that. If your in-game is housing, if you're in-game is just sitting around in Limsa doing the Manderville, you could do that too. So I don't think it's really fair to say that just because uh, people aren't raiding that they're bad at the game.
2: Mm-hmm.
4: Um that just that's just, you know, that the game is really what you want it to be. That's mm-hmm. fine, okay. Uh, and if it's, if it's super good crafters, you, that's okay, you
0: guys, yeah, oh, yeah there's a, there's a friend of mine that
4: he, he raids on crystal, but mm-hmm. he also has an alt on aether. And he says that just, even if you look at the market of buying food and pots, he says, it's very clear that, that crystal is not, um, mm-hmm. interested in, in raiding just mm-hmm. by looking at the difference of the market. So it's not yes. just about numbers. It's not just about FF logs, it's not just about skill. It's just clearly that, that that community as a whole is not interested in that. And if that's, you know, I'm glad that Square Enix mm-hmm. split the data centers the way that they did. And they even said for people, hey, if we're gonna move you, we'll even give you free transfers,
2: mm-hmm. okay? Yeah.
4: So they, they said, hey, if you if, if this is not where you wanna be, we'll allow you to move for free. So I, I think yeah. that's really what people want to do in this game is they want to surround themselves with people that have similar interests. Mm-hmm. That's why people join a free company yeah. that's for RP, or people mm-hmm. join a free company that's for casuals, or people join a free company for rating.
1: That's what you do. You know, uh, one of the things that I, I have often thought about, because being on Valmonk since the beginning of 2.0, the raid community, of course, has dwindled and people have moved away, but I think it's also in part due to the normal raids. It used to be that you, have, you had to do the raid to get the story, and now you just have to do the yeah. normal raid. A lot of people are like, well, why would I even do Savage? I already know what happened. Like, I know what happened. I saw the story, so why do I need to do it? I don't want hmm. the gear. It only exists to raid. So why? I mean, it's the same yeah. problem you have in every MMO. The gear you get is to raid, and that's it. That that It's not to do the Manderville in them. So like you said, it's not to. <laughs> I mean, it'll help do hunts, but like, really, do you need that? So there's a lot of people who are like, "Why expend the effort if I already get everything that I want?"
0: Especially um, on a server like Crystal, where they would yes. rather be RPing. Yeah.
4: Yes. I think it, for all of us that raid, I think we would all agree that um, you don't just raid for the gear. You know, you, you know, raid for the challenge, right? You know, you know, for the You know, for that, for that first I time mean, you get that clear.
3: Mm-hmm. You um, raid for the some- diable gear. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. For, yeah, there you, for go. Gear, that, there you for, go. for it, the mount.
4: That is very um, weird. You know, there's there's prestige being the person you know out there with with, with the good gear and that sort yeah. of. stuff. I mean, it, there's a lot more to it than that. There's the challenging aspect of it. You know, right. I feel like rating is a, a very rewarding part of
1: uh, of the game. So. Well, I'm not saying that because I love rating. I've been yes. world first and yes. wild star and stupid things. But I'm saying the gear is for rating. So they say, well, I don't. Well, I wish I could die it. Well, I'll do yeah. it next patch like there's so many people that just clear it the next i'm
4: just saying that oh yeah i think our peers would probably like us to not you know hold up the straw man and knock it down on the same side uh you don't want you know let's just take the, the typical raider let's not hold up a straw man and knock it down and i know you don't think that either but right, right uh right. we just want to make sure that a fair representation of right. both sides is uh is being reflected
3: yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah and i mean i think as part of that it's really interesting i kind of wanted to open things up here just for everybody to talk about it because i think we all have a lot of feelings on it sure and many of us being on crystal i mean there is sort of this mix like i know that like i said i raid And I'm very interested in the creative outlets on Crystal. But I think that what was said earlier about the idea of people gravitating towards one another is huge. Mm -hmm. And we've seen Crystal sort of take the brunt of this, you're terrible, you don't even care about ratings, so you don't care Mm -hmm. about the game, and all this kind of mentality that's been put on it. But as I actually got feedback from players, and I have some quotes, it was really interesting to me to hear just how people actually felt about it and how they themselves Mm -hmm. sort of interacted with this. And we had um, Grey Giraffe, for example, who said for 14, I got into RP due to clearing all of the content in 2.0 and being bored. Balmung (laughs) was said to be the place to be for RP, so I rolled a character due to having an interest in it. And that sort of made me start to think, I mean, how many people are looking for that content or might be raiders that have cleared everything, done Mm -hmm. everything, they're bored, they're going, I don't know. So they make a character over on Balmung and maybe they just RP on Crystal, but we really don't have any data for how many of those players actually have raiding alts elsewhere Mm -hmm. or might be gravitating Mm -hmm. towards a raiding community somewhere else and raiding there, but the numbers just don't show up on crystal because Mm -hmm. that's what they're using for an rp community hub um but it's the same player most likely just across both Mm
0: -hmm. i'm sure Um, if we think about it uh i know at least one person like that
2: mm -hmm.
1: Mm -hmm. i would be really curious to see uh login data especially like right now when you are we we are in this kind of lull right it's okay everybody's done everything. Maybe there's still a few groups working on E4S. Mm -hmm. But typically, like right now, we're like a month out from the next patch. That's when everybody's kind of done what they want to do, and we're just waiting. I'd be really curious to see what the logins are Mm. on Aether and Primal versus on Crystal.
0: That is such a good point.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: Actually, uh, the person I was thinking about, who I know, raids over there but has an RP character over here, Aether Crystal. Um, They've already finished everything, and they said that even prior to uh, actually having anything to raid in, like none of their static logged in at all. So.
1: I guess, yeah. Uh, you know, on that on that same note, as a, just as a curiosity, do you get queues uh, during prime time logging in still?
0: Do, do I do queues? Yes. Yeah. yes. Yeah.
1: Yeah. How how high are they?
0: Thirty.
1: Yeah, thirty to to seventy five is what I've seen. So so just for for some perspective, I logged in the other day, Gilgamesh. It was mm-hmm. like, thirteen person queue, prime mm-hmm. time. Yeah, yeah. So maybe. Yeah, maybe, <laughs> maybe. A, little bit, a little bit. Maybe, maybe.
3: maybe. Mm-hmm. Um, another part that sort of came up in this discussion um, that was again a community sort of contribution was fabulous pretzel, who said a lot of role players I know run X and Savage Farms and poll clears weekly. So like we were saying, a lot of people yeah. who do both. But what uh, what they did say was that something that made itself very obvious after the data center split was everyone who wasn't a role player running from crystal as if we were going to catch on fire <laughs> or something. Absolutely. And it left those of us who enjoyed both role playing and running content up a river without a paddle, so to speak. And absolutely, I would say 100 percent. I mean, there was mm-hmm. all of this panic and I was even when I was just streaming. On a, on a regular daily basis because i was over on um, aether and it was getting moved to crystal um, my particular server Zalera, i had people coming in all the time are you gonna stay are you gonna stay well i mean nobody's gonna be raiding on crystal so you're just you shouldn't even do it do you raid well if you don't care hmm. about raiding, and i kept having to fend off these questions where i was like guys it'll be fine like we'll just <laughs> go over there and we'll find new people and <laughs> <laughs> you know like if nobody I-
0: had freaked out it'd be fine but yeah. yeah, people did yeah. freak out and they left. <laughs> like I said, self fulfilling prophecy. Little
1: did they know, you could actually still queue into all content regardless it of what server right. you're on. Yeah. yeah, and we lost like some really good groups because mm-hmm. of that perception. We mm-hmm. we had a couple of statics that were, you know, top ten maybe. I some of them PvPers as well that mm-hmm. made it to the the finals and they moved R X. partly because yeah because of the perception.
4: Yeah. In, in the end though
1: it's interesting
4: because when they talk about like world first mm-hmm. they don't look at it from data center like people usually say yeah. okay it's it's jp versus eu versus na mm-hmm. they don't care about which data center you're from it's still na yeah. mm-hmm. okay mm-hmm. so that's uh um that's that's still there but yeah. i think something else we need to realize is that the reason why some people were freaking out is because mm-hmm. maybe they saw that oh I'm a raider, and I'm going to get moved over in this forced data transfer yeah. over to Crystal. I don't want to do that because there is, you know, a, a, a negative stereotype out Especially, there that yeah. could be somewhat justified by the way that some people handle their RP and or ERP, and they mm-hmm. didn't want to be a part of that. And so, you know, it's it, stereotypes or, or stereotypes, uh, you know, might be blown out of proportion, but mm-hmm. there's still a little bit of truth to that, and I think um probably what both saw, you know and, and as i went and i read through the uh the responses that they gave and they're very mm-hmm. illuminating it's very nice to kind of hear that i think probably what our peers would want others to realize that hey we're not all ERPers. we're not a bunch of <laughs> deranged sexual lunatics or whatever that's yeah. out there that's <laughs> fine we get that yeah. okay. oh, wow. but but most yeah. of us are just normal people that like to play games like D D. okay and 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 that's fine i think that's 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 good to know okay but i think what the rest of the community would like the rpers to know is that hey look there's a reason why there's a negative stereotype out there um and we would just probably want some of the you know the more explicit r-rated stuff to kind of remain behind closed doors
3: no i mean it's a good point the balance between both sides on this and i mean i think some of the other sort of just follow-ups that we had you know we had some some discussion about the fact that crystal's been taking a lot of this perspective but i mean rp is everywhere it's on every single server Mm -hmm. and there might be there might be some that are more known for it than others and that are community hubs for this but it's interesting to see people decide that yes we're going to label all our peers in this way and then Mm -hmm. you know on top of saying that you can't, you know, engage in responsible chill ERP and be fine if that's your choice. No, you like you said, Bill, you've got to be like a sex crazed lunatic <laughs> yeah, who's like out for out for that sweet character bod of all the people who aren't mm-hmm. our peers. Um, it's and that they're then bad at content is like a whole other extension of it. Whereas like all of these other data centers seem to just be forgetting that there are actually our peers there too. And uh, one of the codes that we got was uh, again from Heisi, who said uh, who does a lot of coordination of events back and forth across both. And um, Heisi said the RP on primal seems more active. On Party Finder than actually on Crystal lately. But Crystal has a bigger community with organized calendars and such. The quality depends on who you RP with and where. Mm-hmm. And I thought that was really interesting because I mean here we have a lot of people pointing fingers at data centers like Crystal or at, you know, groups that might be affiliated with them. But I mean there's RP everywhere and it is active in the game mm-hmm. across all boards. So I mean No matter who it is, you're going to probably run into some of that. Um, Great Giraffe also said in that same vein, in fourteen, our peers are the same as any other kind of player. Our peers make up some of the more notable raiders and PvPers, and some raiders and PvPers are degenerates that would make even experienced our peers blush. (laughs) That's true. I I
1: wanted (laughs) us to read that one because that is so incredibly true. So incredibly true. I mean, like, uh, the groups that I've been in since, you know, like, starting to raid and you know like vanilla wow those people are way sometimes way more in your face about it than any rper that i've ever met like that that's just the way people are <laughs> you know that's just the way people yeah. are
0: it might even be uh, i don't i don't want to say it is because but i'm i'm sure it partially is because uh in an rp community if mm-hmm. you don't want to be ostracized and actually be able to rp with people you have to be nice you have to be no. nice uh yeah. in a in a group uh who just cares about rating you don't if your numbers yeah, you are good be... for, for some people yeah. if your numbers are good that's all that matters you can be a right. dick and you will still be taken into groups
1: yeah no you yep. don't have to be friends i that has i've seen yeah. that a lot too <laughs>
3: yeah Mm-mm. and i mean there are i know just from my own experiences and talking to a lot of people there is a lot of drama there's a lot of stuff that can happen in rp communities because of the fact that people are so closely And sometimes, I mean, intimately, like you're sharing a lot about yourself through these characters and, you know, you're forming connections. But it is interesting to me that overall, whenever I have, I don't know, been approached by anybody in the RP community, Mm -hmm. it has been way more pleasant than sometimes (laughs) when I'm just like pugging and somebody will drop some filth in the chat that I'm going, excuse what? (laughs) We made it to Enrage on the first poll. Why do you say all that bad stuff? <laughs> like, right. why, why are you like this? Like, calm down, my man. It's gonna be okay. Like, it is yeah. interesting that somehow, in the context of rating, mm-hmm. that kind of behavior, aggressive behavior, um, inconsiderate okay. behavior, lewd behavior, is okay.
1: Right. But
3: it's not all right if it comes from a creative group.
1: Right. It's it's interesting because. A lot of times, and I mean, there was back in the day, elitist jerks, raiders are seen as elitist raging, you know, like people who are good at the game, that's the thing, but it's the same thing. Like, it's the same types of perceptions that Mm -hmm. are not true. Mm -hmm. I mean, they're not true at all. There are plenty of
0: nice people who raid and are good.
1: Yeah, I mean, in some some MMOs in the past, it's like, oh, you raid? Oh, I don't even want to talk to you. Like, what? (laughs) Like, oh, because you're just going to judge me.
0: It's like, always a matter of ratios.
1: Yeah, you're gonna
0: mm-hmm. have you're gonna have nice people. You're gonna have good people, bad people, mean people, mm-hmm. everywhere, and it's gonna depend on the probably almost directly the number of people of a type or peer versus raider or whatever mm-hmm. that there are in that community. And
4: mm-hmm. it doesn't even have to be an either or. Like, why yeah. can't it? Why can't it be a both and? I mean, yeah. there, are, there are a lot of yeah. people that that raid. They're very mm-hmm. much interested in the story they're very much interested yeah. in lore they like to emote they like to dress up they like to have their their glamour prisms and <clears throat> and all that stuff so it doesn't have to be that way um and let's just let's just be honest like everyone is going to be a human being you mm-hmm. know the person there's always a person behind that keyboard and mouse and controller um you know they, they might like the RP, they might not. They might be having bad days, they might be having good days. Mm. Yeah, We're all human, we yeah. all have sexual urges. Let's just be yeah. honest about that. It's yeah. not act like, oh, some people are more sexual depending on what server they happen <laughs> to make a character on when they buy the game. Totally. Like, come on, let's just be real here.
3: <laughs> yeah, I, right? I totally agree. Yeah. No, you're right. And- Yeah, totally. I mean it's true and there are those misconceptions and I think uh, prejudices against a lot of different facets of the community and it always makes me happy to see people sort of working actively against that. So I guess as a part of that and kind of moving forward like we said earlier, there is a lot of spicy stuff, bad stuff, the rude lewd stuff that gets sort of Mm. publicized on the internet. Things like the Kotaku article things like general perceptions or those tweets that just go viral that are about, you know, how garbage our peers are or whatever it is. And yet from all of these different answers that I got from the community, it was honestly, like I I was so touched reading them because I think that part of us knows even as players that the idea of writing stories together or the idea of RPing together is something that could be powerful. It's something that a lot of people do that probably has really good components to it. But I think a lot of times people don't really either get the chance to share that Mm -hmm. or they just don't really look into it. And so I put together a selection of quotes here, um, sort of going into our next topic, which is that good part of RP, the parts of it that I think are so incredible and deserve to be shared more than all the other stuff that gets publicized. Mm -hmm. Um, And with this, we asked the question, why do you RP? So we asked a bunch of the community, why do you do this? What what do you get from it? And I thought the answers were beautiful. And we didn't put all of them here, but we did put a lot of them. Mm-hmm. Um, but I want everybody to know we read like pretty much all of them and they were amazing. Yeah. <laughs> um, so the ones that we picked, uh, I'll start off here with a quote by Fabulous Pretzel again, and then we can go through and read. Yeah. Um, but Pretzel said, why do you RP? For the creativity. It's fun to stretch those writing muscles with other people to bounce ideas off of and create a story together. It brings a sense of togetherness and community and is a great way to make lasting friendships.
1: Hmm. Uh, Betavail says, "RPN is a social collaboration. I get to meet new people, make new friends, and connections that I otherwise might not have uh, by just playing the game.
0: Skip me. Oh,
1: uh, OK. Uh, Sakura quote. Uh, I RP because I love to tell stories. I love coming up with fun experiences and developing characters and enjoying the interactions and growth they get out of it. It's an incredibly helpful exercise as a writer. Plus, I've made tons of friends by being in the RP community as well. And then you want to do this one?
3: No, there's an you're gonna fight to death (laughs) over it. No, it's it's all his.
4: I
0: don't want to fight you over it. No, it's all
3: his.
4: (laughs) I think I've read this person before. Yep. Uh, Tialo. Hopefully, mm. I'm not mispronouncing that. Uh, coming into role-playing, I struggled for a while with anxiety and nervousness, okay? Mm. Well, that, that's 90% of the community, okay. yeah. <laughs> um, but I can honestly say that role-playing has helped me grow as a person and not be afraid to open up or approach other people. It helped my writing skill tremendously and has helped forge great friendships and bonds over the years.
3: Mm. So, from all of this, I mean, it's especially interesting with an MMO, right? So Mm -hmm. we're looking at, like we were saying earlier, not just a game, not just a JRPG, not just, we're looking at a massive multiplayer online role playing game. Mm -hmm. And the idea that what I think most people and what the company tends to want to get out of this game is the idea of fostering a healthy community that is vibrant, invested, passionate. And it's so funny to me that we have all these discussions about what content can we add to the game to make it better? What can we do to keep the game alive and keep the community interested? And what can we do to try and do all this stuff? When RP is doing this, I mean, every single day, I think from the feedback we got from all of the stuff that we've seen, RP seems to foster the environment that is ideal for an MMO. The idea of how do we bring people together, get them over their nerves of playing with other people, grouping together and being excited about it, keep them playing long-term in the game, logging in every day like we were talking about with the content droughts and things like that. How do we motivate them? And it's almost like our peers answered the question themselves um, (laughs) and have done this. So my question to everybody here is, do you think that RP encourages this, the idea of a healthy game and a healthy community in a way that other content might not.
4: Again, it mm. depends on what kind of RP, how it's done. Does it respect boundaries? Is it consensual? Um, it really depends because as we've all kind of seen, there are certain types of RP that push people away,
2: mm-hmm. okay?
4: So it doesn't mm. always gather people around. It just depends on, it. it's like anything else. Like, you know, rating could bring people together, Rating could push people away. Yeah, RP really could bring people you know. together. RP, people, yeah. RP could push That's people true. away.
0: Yeah. Uh, I think some of the things that RPs do do um, aren't just limited to our peers. Uh Housing is the example I'm going to give. There are people who probably right. have no interest in housing or in RP, but love the heck out of housing. Um, mm. There you go. There's one right there, Mister yeah. Fusion. But yeah. <laughs> uh, I think that a lot of RPs do spend a lot of time on their housing to support the RP content that they create. And mm-hmm. I think because of that, um, at least in some portion, we've gotten a huge amount of- uh, Housing decorations. Yes, yeah, housing decorations, yeah. uh, improvements to housing, uh, even like stuff like the armoire, armoire or having bills mm-hmm. and stuff. like yeah. I think that mannequins. RP, yes, man, yeah. oh, definitely mannequins. I think that yes. RPers, uh, <laughs> because RPers want that kind of stuff, it just like redoubles the uh, efforts that the team makes to get that kind of stuff in.
4: And really, some of those things could kind of, um, you know, join the two groups. I don't want to sit there and say like RPers and mm-hmm. Raiders are kind of like the two right. polar opposites. But, yeah. you know, there's a lot of content like uh, like EX Primals, where they'll drop a, a crafting item for your house. Well, you have to be a raider to get that, okay? Or mannequins you could use to show off, you know, your raid sets or your nice weapons and stuff like that. Again, that it's a way to kind of bring those two groups together. Mm-hmm. And really, they, they should never be kind of set apart as like two opposite sides of a coin, um, no. I don't think. Uh, no, no, I totally I, agree. I agree with
1: you. Mm-hmm.
3: And one if of the stories- If only everyone felt that way. <laughs> I know, right? One of the stories that I did not clip and quote here, but that kind of stuck with me, is somebody who mentioned that one of the favorite events that they ever attended or did was a, it was a full run of the binding coils that they are peed through. And hmm. I, I was like blown away and they would meet at the tavern and they would discuss their <laughs> adventures and mm-hmm. they would divvy out the loot and they'd RP the whole thing. And to this day, that's still something that stands out to them as being one of the most meaningful relations like relationships and or experiences that they had in game.
2: Yeah.
3: Um, because it took it took that content and then made it something even bigger, even more personal. Mm-hmm. Um, and with that, I think that the The idea of, you know, here that RPG element, right? The outcry for player choice, Uh, we want to have sort of diverse options, response, character input. Uh, There's been a big push for that, even just from non RPers in the community that are Mm -hmm. going, we want more dialogue choices. We want there to be, you know, possibly variable endings or all these kinds of things. Right. Um, I think that RP just sort of allows you to do that. It kind of gives you the breathing room. And Mm -hmm. we had a quote with that matrix who was saying, um, I love interacting with people, letting the RP flow. Nothing's set. It's based on our actions and reactions in the here and now. For my part, I get to witness these stories and other people growing alongside mine.
2: Mm-hmm.
3: Um, and I think it's interesting thinking about, like, if we stop believing that RP has to be something unique to an RP community, and raiders start thinking about it, or people start thinking about it, what are the possibilities for getting these journeys, these choices, these options, even if you know maybe you have a variety of interests in the game?
4: Oh. I just thought of the best example. How many of you watch that Netflix show, uh, The Father of Light? Yeah, it's so good. That that right there is all about, and it was straight from Square Enix, okay? It was about taking rating, combining it with RP, and the anxiety that this kid has about talking to his dad. It was glorious. I mean, it's like, it it put them all together and Square Enix says, hey, this is the kind of experience you you would have. And I I love that show, it was great. It was adorable. I I remember watching it thinking like, man, their RP game, it is on point.
1: It is yeah, good. Really, really. <laughs> yeah. and, then, and then they had a movie. They had a movie yeah. that came out yeah, in yeah. June. It's out uh, It's out on Blu-ray, I think, in December. Uh, so no fun. idea if we're going to see a release here or not. Fingers crossed. Oh, man, I, but, I hope yeah, they do. I, also, I'm yeah. looking forward to that. They got the good yeah. actors.
3: For uh, anybody, oh, so For no. anybody who doesn't know, Daddy of Light or Dad of Light is... Yeah. A um, it was a real adaptation of a blog that was made from a player um, back you know, in the early days of Final Fantasy XIV about the mm-hmm. fact that he was so distant from his father, and then his father, due to some life circumstances, got into the game, and then they bonded through playing Final Fantasy together. And it's mm-hmm. an incredibly powerful story, and you're right, it brings together all of those elements and shows how it can positively impact lives of people that play the game.
4: It's still mm. up on netflix you can binge watch it all yeah. in a day yeah. go check it it's out su- it's super good yeah, it's, it's really adorable
3: good. oh yeah. my god <laughs> <sighs> so um, then to to bring everything i'm oh, sorry Zanidra, did you do something else I want to say go for it. oh
0: yes it wasn't <laughs> <laughs> it was
3: like um i have
0: i've heard people uh, someone who was not an RP'er, but didn't ha- ha- like not necessarily a raider either i guess just a general player player, player. um yeah. Say that they liked walking around cities and seeing people RPing because it made the game feel more alive for them, and they didn't necessarily want to partake, but they enjoyed seeing it happen. Seeing
2: people, it was like if you, you, yeah, yeah, if you walk
0: past uh, an NPC in the game, it says something. Except these NPCs are players, and they're saying a whole lot more. There's a whole story going on, so Mm -hmm. it it can make other people's experience more, you know, full. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it can enrich.
3: I think it can enrich the space for everybody.
0: And then on the flip side, I got a flip side for you. Uh, This is something actually that annoys me. People who have macros for their abilities. Oh. Yes. RP RP <sighs> macros. Oh boy. It's cool. Yeah. It's it's cool the first time and then after that it's like, "Oh wow, could you not fill up my party? I'm looking for people actually maybe saying real important things." Also, it's take that even sound optimal effect out for
4: DPS. It's, yeah, exactly. no. it's not comfortable
0: at all. Macros how dare <laughs> you. But yeah. yes. No, I it, it's cute and like I said, the first time, "Oh, that's cute." But every other time after that, I'm like, "Please just don't." Yeah.
3: Yeah, at that point, it's not so much enhancing your experience as it is interrupting something about the experience, right? And I totally agree. Like, I. I'm all for, I love RP, but there have been times where I've had somebody with that macro that's like 10 pages long and it keeps firing off. And I'm like, yes. you got, you got to get you a macro that's for when you're just doing raiding, not for when you're doing,
2: yeah. it. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. Like,
3: just... I'm really excited to know this about your character. But again, the idea of consent, again, I'm not talk talking
0: like res macros, this. res macros are fine. They, they oh, let yeah. the healers know. But I'm talking they, about they, like no, the summoner sure. who is switching to Titan and wants you to know in a paragraph no. yeah i
1: mean Ooh, I've it's
4: even... the dark
1: nights oh yeah or it's, night. it's the, or it's the ninjas right and then if you get into the casual pugs it's the ninjas with the naruto macros oh There's yes like no. Yeah.
3: no 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 no. and i want to clarify that the res macros i'm talking about are not the ones that are like i am resing so and so i have yeah. seen some that are like i don't know
1: they're an incantation for yeah, the spell, basically. Yeah, it's like basically.
3: Philippe lifts his arms into the heavens, and the showers <laughs> of the golden light spiral down and he looks I, upon your broken I, I body.
4: I <laughs> the, se- the secret to get rid of res macros. <laughs> Mm-hmm. don't let anybody in your party yeah, don't die. die yeah don't die and as a never summoner, see the res macros
1: as, as a summoner can i can i up that message like a thousand percent please because i don't want to raise you <laughs> i kind of want to make a, ra- a raise macro now that's just like the bare lawyers of the beyond have made your case yeah oh, made that, your case i can with foresee that's going to be the title of this episode oh,
4: God. Ooh, there we go so, uh, in before. I
3: mean, obviously people interact and they, they come up with their own ways to facilitate RP. Whether it's like macros or it's anything else, you know, there are a lot of ways that players have kind of made their own space in the game to, uh, you know, sort of help with that and create new features. But it's been really interesting because the sort of final point is this discussion about the fact that 14 is a little bit unique in that they have decided to officially start supporting this. Mm-hmm. And that RP is something that we're seeing being considered in content that we're getting added in the game, in patches, in all this sorts of stuff. So we obviously now have things like the bard music. We have some updates and ensemble functions coming in 5.1. We've got mm-hmm. housing labels that will label what your housing estate is tavern. for. what the setting yeah. tavern, all <laughs> these things, right? We have social spaces on maps that are very much designed to be like meeting places where players could hang out and theoretically stage an RP. We've got emotes that people can use for a variety of different expressions, player info and tags that might label you as an RP or provide information about your character, fellowships coming in 5.1, which will mm-hmm. allow you to sort of group with like-minded individuals, although it has bigger implications.
0: Oh, I had this has. I had this conversation uh, to interrupt you really quick. Uh, no, in, in the beginning of 2.0, we had an RP link shell that we brought over from 1.0, and there were so many people in it, it required three link shells.
2: Yeah.
0: Uh, with the, uh, the new thing that they're doing, the fellowships, the fellowship, yeah. we'll be able to have three link shells plus more <laughs> all in one group. Mm-hmm. So it yeah. will actually be practical now.
3: It's mm-hmm. huge. Yeah. And even things like World Visit that I think had a much larger practical application are now, I mean, directly helping the RP community because Maybe you couldn't get a character on Balmung, but now you can just go over there if you're on the same world and participate in events. Maybe Um, you couldn't get a house on Balmung, but now you can go get someone somewhere else. Mm -hmm. Yeah. (laughs) Um, And one of the things that I found kind of interesting is that every single person that we asked this question, every single person on the forum, we said, what do you think about these features? They were all resoundingly in support of them and loved them. They were really excited. Um, It did lead us now to this question, though, what does the community still want from future functions? And I mean, here in our group, if we have people who are saying, I think this is already enough, we don't need to give them more, I mean, go for it. But there were a bunch of different things that came up. Um, I'm curious, before we get into just the list, uh, if there's anything that any of you have off the top of your head that you think could still be something that might be considered to be added into the game for role players?
1: i mean i i'm you know looking ahead at the list and man right. that's that's a great list like everything that i want to yeah. say it's kind of uh, the two-player like
0: interactable emotes is the the first oh. one that came to mind
4: oh, i would yeah. love that's it if so hugs cool. matched up oh yes. yeah yeah <laughs> <clears throat> I you know when we they had a go. valentine event a couple of years back where you got yeah. either the left or the right side yeah, yeah. yeah. you know so so they, they've shown that they can do that kind of stuff yeah and you know what if rp is some people's in-game and that's what's paying, you know, giving them a motivation yeah. to continue to pay their sub, yeah, yeah. then Square Enix can be like, hey, if you're paying money for it, sure, we're gonna give you content for it. That's fine. Yeah, invest <laughs> in it, yeah.
3: So, I mean, I guess with that, we can jump straight into the list. I think sure. we'll all have feelings and thoughts on it, oh, but yeah. <laughs> um, unless anything else comes to mind. So the the list of community desires for RP functions that Square Enix could add in. We have persistent emotes. Adding to the repertoire of emotes that will continue mm-hmm. on an endless loop that you can just do. Uh, I don't know if any of you do have a favorite persistent that you like to use.
1: Hmm. Play dead. Yeah. <laughs> yeah until we yeah. pull, just play dead. <laughs>
3: I'd like to have.
0: I'd like to have more dances, just because. Sure, dancing. Like there are there are lots mm-hmm. of them. I don't necessarily like all of them. So.
4: Aren't you a I dancer dance- though?
0: I, I am, but I can only do that. You, you want know?
4: to RP and same raid combat. at the same time. I
1: got <laughs> you. I'm on to you. I want to sit in a chair and read a book. As a summoner, if my weapon is uh, a book, let me read it in mm, a chair. That would
3: be cool. Yeah, book um, would be really nice. Yeah. yeah, even just some ones that were kind of like nice idols like that. I mean, we sure. have kind of the tombstone thing you can do now, but even just sipping some tea or something right. nice. <laughs>
2: yeah.
3: I'd like a um, sit that looks like you're in a chair, but it's it's
0: not doesn't require your butt to magnet to a chair so like the ground sit but like the chair mm. sit so you could like sit on a rail
3: yeah mm. yep, 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 mm. yep 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 that kind of went into um we had somebody bring up special poses like a wall lean or something yeah. that would kind of fall into that category more of like yeah leaning against a yeah. railing or kind of perching on something yeah. or um i know that it's kind of interesting elder scrolls actually has a bunch of those and when i first got mm. into eso i was like I can just lean on a wall and flip a coin? That's and awesome. And do that forever? End <laughs> <laughs> game, awesome. done, don't need to play <laughs> <Yeah>. this. <laughs> and,
0: yeah.
3: Um, but yeah, I think that'd be great. Uh, desi- somebody brought this one up, and I'm curious to hear what everyone thinks, because I don't think I personally want this, but uh, designated RP servers, yeah. servers that would specifically mm. be for RP. I don't
2: think so. <clears throat> I think the I think community the is community... strong enough.
3: Yeah,
0: yeah the, we, we, we've talked to each other enough. If you type it in, you can find the RP community, and you can pick a server. And, Like you keep saying, because of world visit, like it's not that important. Crystal might be important, but there are people in other places who are RPing, And it may be that you want a smaller community to RP with. So go to a different service. And I I
1: think there's a lot of people too. I mean, going when when I went to to move over to Gilgamesh, this was before the big server transfer Mm -hmm. stuff happened with the data centers. Um, You know, you, you always have to, depending on how populated the server is, you have to transfer at a certain time and all this kind of stuff. And I think for a lot of people, if they were to, say, for example, label Crystal as the role play data center, there might be a lot of people that all of a sudden are like, I don't want to be on here. Sure. And yeah. then try to jump ship. And then that's going to clog up everything more. else. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Even more than we've already seen. Yeah.
4: The
3: second exodus. It's going
4: to create <laughs> yeah. way more problems than it solves. It's, it's yeah. going to turn into like hate groups and people being harassed. Yes. And, like Square Enix yeah. has been really smart as to say, look, we're just going to say Aether, Primal and Crystal, we're not gonna say the rating server and the RP server, like, I'm glad they didn't do that. Yes. And they need to keep it that way. And that's a smart move on their part. Yes.
3: <laughs> so next up we had more acquirable in-game dances, which Zenidra's already all over. Yeah, I agree. We have some um,
1: weird ones. Yeah, there's really some weird
3: ones. Tell me the dance you
4: want them to put in right now. <laughs>
3: Ballet.
1: <laughs> Ballet dance, I mean,
4: there you yeah.
3: go, yeah. Cool yeah. cultural dances, no. Um, yeah. The big point that was brought up in in sort of tandem with this is that we do have a lot of dances in game, but many of them are like Mog station specific. Yeah, and that it it gets expensive mm-hmm. buying emote after emote after emote to have like the full range of dances available. It's like they know that. <laughs> it's like they planned. People for will
1: buy these if we make them cost money. <laughs> no, they cost mm-hmm. money to make.
4: I mean, you can't just do things for free. Nothing's free anymore. No oh my wow, god, true. that's true. Mm-hmm. I mean, Corey, they, they only put them for sale because people will buy them. So, yeah. supply and yeah. demand. Yeah. Corey did I mean, say
3: in chat Final Fantasy Ten 2's opening concert dance. And I do just have to <laughs> do a shout out for that because that would be amazing. Or even like Yuna's sort of water dance that she does. That's sure.
1: I'm surprised go. that that's not in there already.
4: <clears throat> yeah. Walls flip a sword around his finger, sort of thing. <laughs>
1: yeah. bl- bl- it'll be it'll be Blitzball rewards if they ever add Blitzball into the game, yeah. like they uh. said they were thinking about. Oh
3: my gosh.
1: Three years. You gotta ago. get back to yeah.
3: <laughs> All right. Um, after that, we had the idea of more RP hubs being accessible at level one, sure. and I'll kind of bundle that into another one that got added here later on, which is the idea of like spaces that maybe low-level characters or early game characters could access that wouldn't be dangerous for them. Somebody had even suggested like non-aggro tags to help low-level FC members get mm-hmm. into high-level areas for RP events.
2: Mm-hmm. But
3: of course, that could cause a whole slew of issues with story yeah. progression and oh, yeah. you know having to block off all sorts of interactables on the map. Um, but I think the idea being that sometimes it's kind of tough, especially if somebody's just made an alt, to get Man. in on a server and you don't have a yes. ton of time to level it, but you want to get that character around.
4: There's still mm. a lot of places you can get to at level one. At level one, you can get to all of the housing wards, even yeah. in Shiragane, if you join an FC there. Yeah. So and if, if you can get to all the housing wards, if you can get into every single one of the houses and FCs. And I think if you do any more, then you're going to force the devs to change the 2.0 story even more than they already are. And I think there's that's not also, a good use of, of yeah. funds mm-hmm. at this point.
0: There's mm. also kind of a fun element to uh, having somebody with you yeah. who make
1: your way.
4: No.
0: Yeah, like they they are gonna get attacked, and you have to protect them. And in some cases, <laughs> in some cases that makes sense to RP. Some cases, it's like, oh, this is my alt, who's you know a fifty year old war veteran, and I don't know why they're getting attacked. But you know, it's in some cases it works. Rain. Yeah, yeah,
3: exactly. It's somebody somebody who might have to protect. So use yeah, it fun. use it to your advantage. Or yes, something. Uh, we already talked about two player interactable emotes, but yes, 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 please. please. Yes.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I think, I think on that front, Yoshida is super worried about those being used for things that they shouldn't. <laughs> oh, yeah. Certainly. I mean, they he's, will He's be. talked about that before. Oh, yeah. yeah. I don't, I don't yeah. want to
0: hear any excuses. They made a bed mount. Like, <laughs> yeah. yeah.
3: I mean, I think at this point, players can get creative enough with posing other emotes that I almost feel like it would be safer to have emotes that lock you into a specific animation that Square Enix controls. But that could, right. I mean, there could yeah. definitely still be some spice in there, right? Oh, yeah. Definitely, You're going to glitch your way
1: through.
3: (laughs) Uh, Okay, so then this one was, oh, I'm so curious to hear what everybody thinks about this because I have no idea how it would work, and I'm Uh very intrigued. The idea of walk only four-man dungeon instances or RP-friendly dungeon instances, Mm. I added my own notes on this because I was going, how would you implement this? What would Mm. you fight? I'm curious. Like, would it be a pure story dungeon? Would you just... Would the idea be that you go in there and there's just a story you kind of go through, or cinematics? Mm-hmm. I, I have no idea how this could be realized, or even if there was some kind of dungeon mode maybe you could go into where the dungeon would be empty, and you like a photo mode, or? I think it's um, kind
0: of like the uh, binding coil that you mentioned earlier, where they ran through it and RP'd it all. I've definitely mm-hmm. gone into mm-hmm. a dungeon, uh, four-man dungeon before, and you know killed the stuff as we went. We were over leveled and just RP'd through the dungeon. After uh, it was dead, yeah. Yeah, I, I think yeah. it would be cool to have be able to access that, maybe be able to take more than four people in, um, and mm-hmm. maybe turn off the, the mobs, if, especially if it's a higher-level dungeon. But mm-hmm. being able to go into the specific dungeons with a group bigger than four people so that you can RP through it. Use it yeah. as a scene. Use it as a setting.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I know... I, now rp only dungeons that's just too many resources that's just never yeah. going to even yeah, that's yeah. that's that's not going to happen but the clear instances i don't know i mean they would have to identify if it's like too many instances you know mm-hmm. like if people are doing a lot then you know instance service might not be happy but mm-hmm. i don't see why not i don't see why you couldn't spawn an empty instance I think I think a, a weird yeah. semi solution for this, and, and I'm thinking back to Final Fantasy Eleven, uh, with Moblin Maze Mongers, right? Oh um, okay. where you would basically get this kind of this grid and you would put in blocks that says, Okay, these are the types of enemies we'll fight, you know, okay. and, and kind of build build a dungeon essentially, right? What if they just did something like that? I mean, it wouldn't it wouldn't be the same instances that we have now, right? You wouldn't sure. be going into the Lighthouse. You wouldn't be going into Tamtara Deep Prof. But it would potentially mm-hmm. provide a space where maybe there could easily be an option to toggle enemies on or off or, or something like that. of that nature. I think that's if, if we were to get anything even close to this, that's probably what the solution would be.
0: I feel like that's too close to just housing at that point.
1: (laughs) I think the reality is, like, people that are
4: interested Mm. in this sort of thing are less than 1% of the player base. And I don't think Square Enix is going to allocate resources to that when the interest is that small. And, you know, people have already kind of said that the RP community is pretty creative. There are ways you can already start doing that. Go into Diadem or take a 24-man into, you know, the lighthouse and, you know, clear it all out and then hang out for the next hour.
1: Yeah. Queer would I mean, be so confused if all of a sudden Daydam was just like populated with, <laughs> with role players. Be like, what happened? What, what is happening? Yeah. I go, I'll go in there and I'll shout, Marco.
4: And since <laughs> no one will shout polo back to me, I know that I'm all by myself and I'll just do my gathering. Uh,
0: now, but because they did uh, implement the thing where you can take the level cap off of yourself. You can mm-hmm. use a lot of the old dungeons Yes, now. you can use Especially, a lot of them, yeah. Oh, yeah. man, uh, I think we were, I went in with a buddy and we were clearing out uh, Gordian, That's Tasha? Gordian Savage the other day with two people.
4: Oh,
2: sure. Mm.
0: That's It's it's, oh. it's very easy now. You can even use those, huh, yeah. those though. Um, That's cool. Yeah. 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 You can use to Crystal
3: Tower. Of... That's yeah. very, very easy now. We can pretty much mm. solo that. Yeah,
2: yeah. yeah.
3: Yeah, there's a lot of ways that I think you can make that happen. And I agree, Bill, I don't think they would necessarily spend extra resources to do no. it. Uh, I mean, it's interesting the thought of, so like in Warframe, there's a Pictura mode, which allows you g essentially, yeah. except one thing that's a little bit different is that they do have um, like landscapes or settings that you yeah. can acquire that then as opposed to like in 14 where you go someplace and you stand there and then you enter G pose and you're in that part of the mm. map, right? You basically acquire settings that are notable from various areas in the game. Mm. And then you can just like toggle through them. Like here I am standing in blank and I'm taking a picture of it. Now I'm standing in blank and I'm, you know. So, I mean, maybe if they did something like that, but again, I just, I don't know if they would devote right. resources to it, Yeah. Um, which would be really interesting. But uh, yeah. the next one, up. Uh, was the ability to remove or block players from a housing instance so if you have somebody who's rowdy or trolling at an event yeah. or they come in you can just say get out and they immediately get instanced out of the house which i think would be really nice that's yeah. a big one
1: because it's either it's <laughs> yeah. either the house is open yeah. or the house is closed there's no way to really manage that so that would be a really nice addition yeah. or or something where if uh house owner blacklists somebody they can't come in or right. you know yeah. something that's yeah. probably
4: the best solution that they can do but yeah. that, that i think that needs to happen whether you're an rp or not they need yeah. to that in yeah the game.
1: it's got yeah. a, a lot of uh like you know people there's a cross section of people that really want that i mean it makes sense it's my yeah. home <laughs> yeah <laughs> you <know>? yeah, yeah.
3: <laughs> should be able to control that space and especially yeah. if you know people come in just with a chip on their shoulder mm-hmm. or um one of one of the people who was giving us feedback did mention that on Zolera they'd had a lot of harassment that you know sure. people would come into the house and just constantly mm-hmm. yell at them about you know why are you rp'ing and it would ruin events that they were trying to run mm-hmm. um even if don't they you have just- anything
0: better to do guy <laughs> yeah. no, like
2: they
1: don't
3: a lot of people <laughs> oh, don't
1: <right.
3: laughs> um so then uh sad. cross cross job glam which yes. would be awesome yes. yeah yeah i mean nice. come on that was that was an
0: addition i thought of uh I as we were going through I, I, was like, I was like i was like hmm you know what I would really like to be able yeah. to wear blank piece of gear from Tank on Dancer or whatever. I feel yeah. I feel
1: like at this point it's there's some kind of a technical thing where it would take them a long time to do well, something coding wise cuz there's so. no at this at this point there's no excuse for it. I mean well, people are dressing up as frogs and pigs and you know, all this other yeah. kind of stuff. I think it's it's a, Korea or China can actually glamour the crafting sets if I remember correctly. One of them can't I can't remember or i heard that that was something that they were thinking about
0: i to i remember I seeing that somewhere. i don't think from what i do mm-hmm. know uh or they no. could buy it you you, and, you i don't know but i don't, I don't think know. from what i do know about uh how models are done i don't think yeah. I do about, uh, I yeah. that it would be hard at all i just know that it would take time yeah, yeah. they just have to go well, in and Yoshibi click has the correct checkboxes about this he
4: yeah. didn't mm-hmm. give a technical answer he just said yeah. no it doesn't make sense that healers are wearing tank gear he yeah said that that, yeah. that it, it was not I think a technical it, the only it was, it one, was one that i've heard thing. Mm-hmm. yeah
0: the only one that i've heard was was pvp but pvp doesn't it doesn't apply to pvp anymore if you ask me uh
1: yeah i so. i think and, and i get where, where yoshida is coming from but in my honest opinion at this point the idea that oh that person doesn't look like a tank anymore when you can have all these really weird cosmetic event stuff mm-hmm. like the snowman right that's not, that's no longer a valid answer in my opinion. Like if people can yeah. dress up as a snowman regardless of whatever, that's already gonna ruin everything. So just open the door, you know, like might as well. Yeah. So yeah, I, so the thing that I was I was, I was okay. saying is that you can buy the Glamour on cl- Korean servers. You can, you can buy the crafting Glamour and apply it to anyone.
2: Oh, interesting. Like I remember
1: seeing this, what was this? This is two years ago, two years ago. Um, two. Now I don't know how it was implemented, and of course this is just a screenshot and and some discussion on reddit about it well but i i mean like if you can do that and then glamor it on any job why can't you keep, do it keep in mind though it in that kind of regard um, some of the later uh, dungeons in stormblood it was um, i think Ma- malik as well that was yeah. that dungeon gear was actually some ca- crafting and gathering yeah. gear so yeah. so Four years why ago. not do it for everything it's not do you want people not to look like a leather worker when they're a paladin well they can. So what's the point?
3: <laughs> yeah. It's I feel like some of it is rooted in the idea and and I totally understand this, but mm-hmm. the idea that Final Fantasy classes in the franchise as a whole have always sure. had an iconic visual mm-hmm. identity. Yeah. Sure. And so I understand wanting to hold on to that that heart, that idea that mm-hmm. this is part of what makes the franchise what it is, that you know, yeah. we have these visual identities. But I also completely agree with you, Fusion, because we don't have them in Fourteen and is mm-hmm. a different beast with it being yes. an MMORPG. And the fact that I mean, yeah, you can go buy a tiny maid dress and then slap it on your paladin. Right. I mean, we already have these lines blurred where visually those those classes are not what they were in their sort of iconic And
1: versions. and even even then to kind of elaborate a little bit more, um, looking at like Eden gear, like yeah ranged DPS and like lancer gear. It's the uh. same model, just differently colored. Like something uh. else.
0: Yeah. Uh, I oh, bet. Yeah. I bet part of their their initial like no, we're not gonna do that is so that there wouldn't be people who would lot on things they don't need because they like how it looks. Yeah, for glamour. Uh, but, oh, sure. But in stuff like raiding, specifically, we don't we don't get the gear anymore. You get a chest and you open it on the correct job, so it doesn't mm. even matter there. It might still in yeah. like twenty four man's
1: yeah mm-hmm. just don't yeah. let us glamour af i don't know That's, yeah or add a, yeah. add a add a couple yeah. patch delay for newer stuff i yeah i done yeah. There's, no i totally I don't agree. know
3: um so then after that and i saw that in chat it also got mentioned additional special actions and this is one of my personal ones so things like the music for bard but for i mean even theoretically all the class could think something up for all of them. Um, the one mm-hmm. that comes to mind a lot and that I'm always talking about as a former astrologian main is, why can't we sit down and do a tarot reading for somebody? Or a card reading cool. for somebody? Um, I think that would be a really fun little facet they could add in. And then the other classes, I think some of them kind of lend themselves more or less to something mm-hmm. that would be an interactable element. But I still think they could probably realize something, something.
1: Yeah, I would like It to still weep bugs me into that into ninja can do a somewhere. flip yeah. when ninja <laughs> jumps. And, and that's <laughs> the only class that has anything like that. That drives me crazy.
4: Dragoon's <laughs> 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 gotta
1: flip? Yeah. I wanna yeah, uh, hit a button for it. That's a they jump. You gotta be creative. Yep. That's that's mm-hmm. an action though. I don't but wanna have to the,
0: use Dancer. Dancer does a, a jump It uh, does like a pose you know, when they jump. Can so I interject? It's happening uh, it's happening for other people, other other classes. Maybe it'll continue.
4: I anyway, go ahead. Interject a a uh, uh, devil's advocate here. Okay. There's a lot of people that Let's say, like they they put a lot of time into rating, <clears throat> and then whenever Square Enix puts in like all of these other side things, mm-hmm. they'll you know there's a lot of people that are like, oh, well they put in all that stuff right there. That's why we didn't get a third ultimate, <laughs> you know, back in in Stormblood, yeah. you know. So that what they uh. whenever something comes out <laughs> that is given to like this small niche group of people, the majority of the people are like, oh, that's why we didn't get good content because they're doing that sort of stuff there. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. I think Square Enix listens to that stuff and they say, okay, we don't want to do something that's going to be so unpopular mm-hmm. if we do it. Yeah. So I think they have to kind of look and see, okay, you know, is this a good allocation to our resources mm-hmm. and to our development group? Uh, is it going to satisfy a, a good number of people? And sometimes they get that right. Sometimes they get that wrong. But I think that one of the good things about Square Enix is that they're always listening to
1: player feedback mm-hmm. and they're willing to adjust that sort of stuff. For sure. Yeah, I mean ultimates can be said the same way how many how many people in the vast community of 14 actually did them that's true just like how many people actually do rp or how many people actually will do like the end game crafting stuff yeah, yeah. and they're doing a good job of giving everyone something i think mm-hmm. um, and they just need to keep that balance is, is what i think
3: so yeah as yeah. somebody who plays a lot of mmos <laughs> i can say that across the board, Mm -hmm. the balance of content that 14 gives, the pace that it releases it, and the way that they seem to have divided their different development teams is Mm -hmm. most consistent, I think, out of any of the MMOs that I play, you know, I mean, we know pretty much exactly what we're going to be getting in a general sense, like right, know that following this patch, most likely we will be getting this thing, that thing, these staples, that raid, things like ultimate are newer. So the actual sort of pace of that release is totally different. We're still figuring that out. But I mean, honestly, I feel like they're doing a great job of pacing it. Like, I don't know if we really needed a third ultimate in you know Stormblood and the idea that they're kind of using that as a an interim extra challenge in addition to the already established rating schedule. I mean, they come out at a very measured pace within the overall sort of release calendar. So, Mm -hmm. I mean, we're even seeing that with stuff here with 5.1, astounded by the amount of stuff they're releasing. You know, we're getting all of this new stuff, dungeon, ultimate, crafting, end game, all of these things that I think in a lot of other MMOs we would see you get one, but you're not getting all of them at once, (laughs) you know? (laughs)
4: But yeah. Well, we ultimates do. have always come out on odd number patches to where they're not getting savage content. And so whenever they had 4.4 and they had mm-hmm. Alpha Escape,
2: mm-hmm. to
4: not give an ultimate in 4.5 meant that after you've cleared everything in 4.4, yeah. you had 10 months of nothing to do. Yeah, 10 I months, gotcha, of a gotcha, long gotcha. time gotcha. of a content lull. So I think that's kind of the other side of the coin. Well. Now, they were happy with, uh, with BA mm-hmm. um, that came out in Eureka. But mm-hmm. for a lot of people, that was like three weeks, and then we're done with it.
1: Yeah, yeah. yeah I yeah. mean, ask WoW players about content levels and they'll <laughs> say, <"Torten laughs> <has it." laughs> "You know, like." Yeah. But I mean, there, it's it's yeah, it's true though. You know, like it, it's very true. So that's why they have to be so careful. You know, it, it's you you gotta not give the perception that you're gonna pander to one and only one. Um, yeah. So.
3: Well, I mean, overall, it was honestly it was such a cool discussion kind of going into all of this because I think whether or not you RP in 14, there Mm -hmm. are so many parts of the community that are connected. And I mean, even this discussion of like rating pacing and mechanics for RP and all these different things, let alone the sort of more community social aspects of it, do play a big role in the landscape of the game and how -hmm. it continues to develop moving forward um i just personally want to say thank you to everybody who submitted to our survey and i mean of course keep an eye out in case more like this go out in the future for any topic but it was really amazing i think to get to read other people's opinions because we all have a lot of opinions and Mm -hmm. we have our own perspective but sometimes getting perspectives from all over the community helps you really kind of bring together a larger discussion in a way that's way more relevant so that was really amazing. I don't know if anybody else has any final thoughts on RP or if anything's changed for you now versus the beginning of the discussion.
0: I I definitely want to echo uh, the the appreciation for everybody right. who mm-hmm. answered the poll because it it was I'm not gonna say it was uh, like short notice, but it was a pretty tight window and and we got a, a good <laughs> amount of responses. So thank you right. very much, oh. everybody.
3: Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. All right. all right, that's it. That's it for me then.
1: If you want to take a day, <laughs> <laughs> all right. So that is going to do it for us here uh, at Eighth Ray Radio this week. Um, again, yeah, like, just you know to repeat, thank you for everybody that filled out that survey mm-hmm. uh, and helped contribute to the discussion. Um, if you would like, email us at 8th Ray Radio at gamerscape.com. You can tweet at us at Eighth Radio. You can also reach us on Facebook, Twitter, and Discord at Gamerscape. Thank you for everybody for joining us here today.